All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 66. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from the East Coast, only now donning a next box, <laughs> mm-hmm. Series X, Mr. Trees. How are you, sir? <laughs> you know, I thought it was the, the first vaccination shot I got that made my head a little swimmy. Uh-huh. But then there it was. It showed up in the mail. It was a physical thing. I was convinced it was vaporware. Like, I was convinced they fucked up. Uh, as you remember on the last show, uh-huh. me goofing around, uh, ordered one. Yep. <laughs> and I got it. But then what was funny was after we got off the uh, off the call, even though it was late, as you know, I was very excited. Yes. Uh, so I checked my emails. I had an email from... It was the Xbox team, right, for mm-hmm. the um, for the all access team or whatever, and it it, it said um, it confirmed my order through Walmart, and it asked me to set up my Citizens One uh, account, right, right. For the, it, so I did that, and I went through the whole thing, putting my my routing numbers and all the accounts and all that nonsense, and then it said error. Right. <laughs> oh shit. It said it said error, but then even though it said error, uh do you know when you get multiple windows, right? So you get like mm-hmm. an okay, click okay, but underneath is this big error log. It did one of those. Gotcha. I was like, Arr. so I clicked the okay and everything disappeared and it went to the loan page, but everything was zeros. So it said, yo, my name. It had uh it was weird because it had the all access like logo in mm-hmm. the loan, like the loan page. And, but everything was zeroed out. Balance owed zero, monthly payment zero, right? Interesting. And I'm like, and I'm like, hmm. I go, what if they mail me this thing? And my loan page is fucked up and it says I don't owe them anything. Do I get to keep this thing? I'd chance right? it. <laughs> so then a few, a day or two later, I checked uh, what my Walmart orders, and I had no orders for uh, the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't in order history. So I was like, this thing isn't real. But yet, I had a tracking number, but it was a Walmart tracking order, but only through the Xbox email, not through, like, anything Walmart-related. Very strange. Yeah. So meanwhile, I'm tracking this thing. I said, hey, keep an eye out for this thing. I think it's supposed to be showing up today. I don't know what's in there. Rocks, fucking frozen fish. I don't know what's in it. And sure enough, fucking Series X showed up. Sent you a little picture. I said, look at this. I know. I wasn't dreaming. I wasn't dreaming. I wasn't dreaming. And it's still in that box sitting on my living room floor. Oh, fantastic. I haven't opened it. You know, because, you know, that's just phase one, Fred. True. Phase one was getting them. Get either one of them, right? Get one of the mm-hmm. next gents. Uh, phase two. Phase two is cleaning up the game room, right? Getting that thing organized. And phase three is a new TV. Oh, yeah. And then, and only then, will that thing get unboxed. There you go. Not in a hurry. Not in a rush. I waited this long. I can wait a little longer to get my room cleaned up, you know? Well, and I'll just make the joke before anybody else does. Like, you're 
gonna be playing Xbox One games on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just but you will get to you will get to see everything souped up. You'll be able to take advantage of FPS boost and auto HDR and all that fun stuff. So you actually will see enhancements. In fact, I and, would argue you will see more enhancements than most, especially if you pick up an old game. Well, not only that, but I'll be upgrading my TV at the same time. Exactly. So you're getting the best of both worlds. But what I mean is, like, let's say you stop playing Mass Effect to move to mm-hmm. the new console, you'll immediately yes. see the upgrade. Yes. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, Very good. Listen, my Valhalla is still in shrink wrap. Oh, all right, because I have that's a good I have patience, for. people. Because yeah. I have patience. So I'm very excited to get it. It was nice to open it up, and then you and me were having some text this morning about the 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 um all access oh yeah how it just works because we yeah. Were, yeah you were like did, did you know <laughs> it come with a card like how do you activate it and i was like i do not know the answer to that question believe it or not so i googled it because i was laying in bed i had my vaccination shot the other day my first one and um i was good for 24 hours i was good i went to work yesterday mm-hmm. uh and then last night i said to feel a little like um just tired really it may be a little out of focus, you know. Okay. But I was yeah. also like, you know, like you if you stand up too fast, you mm-hmm. go. Mm. And I, but in my, but it was subtle enough where I was like, am I, am I really feeling that, or is it because I think I'm supposed to be having side effects and I'm looking to feel that way? Because everybody told me that I'm going to be dead for like three days, and I felt fine. I went to work. Everybody's yeah. like, "What are you doing oh, here?" You're round and I'm one, like, right? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But I'm also I also had COVID and didn't have a symptom, so it's true. I don't know. My body might be built differently. Round so, one, I had no side effects uh, at all, other than like a, a very yeah. mild sore arm, nothing more than like a flu shot. It was round two, and again, kind of like you said, day one I was fine. It was day two that mm-hmm. rocked my shit. Yeah. So I woke up this morning for work, and I stood up, and I still had that weird like lightheaded when I mm-hmm. stood up and I, and I was tired. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I just stay home. Why not? You know what I mean? I just, I'm not, I'm not going to like, you know, risk anything. I just stay home. Yeah. I ended up sleeping to like, like fucking 11, you know, yeah, it I just will wipe went you back out. Yeah. And I had a good, and I woke up and I was, I've been fine ever since. So I should but when I woke up, I was, my round one shot was over a weekend. So that may have mm-hmm. had something to do with it as well. Whereas my round two shot, I didn't get to pick my round two shot. It was in the middle mm. of the week. So, yeah, that's what mine's going to be. Yeah. But um, so I was just laying in bed, actually, when I you texted me or whatever. I was like watching TV. I was playing on the laptop. And um, yeah, so I said, let me look this all access shit up. So I just Googled it. And uh, first things that were coming up were people talking about um, how you like what do you do if you already have ultimate and now you got mm-hmm. two years like how do you and people were saying wait until your year you're under 12 months before you activate the 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 two years because mm-hmm. i guess you can't stack more than three years that's correct so you so you end up wasting it or something if you have Although like, that anyways. was like pre-launch at this point yeah i'm not saying everybody but at this point a lot of people their stacks mm-hmm. will end. Mine ends finally. It seemed like a lifetime ago when it happened, but mm-hmm. mine ends in August of 2021. So in a couple months. Yeah, I have no idea. I never look at my subscriptions. You can. It's anything. under subscriptions. I know. You yeah, know I know it's there. It. I just, yeah. I just don't look at them. So I have no idea. 
Um, and then I, I kept Googling, and then I found that screen that thing that I found you, which was buried in the Xbox <laughs> forums. You have to dig deep in the Xbox forums. And it was basically saying it, it, it sends it to your account, like, digitally. Like, it knows when you activate your 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 new xbox so um, yeah it's part of the process i i did watch a video of it of course because there's a video for everything now mm-hmm. uh, and basically trees when you set the console up and i'll just let you know in advance uh, i you might mm-hmm. remember this from when i did it but the easiest way to do it is to just download the xbox app on whatever device you've got right and log in with your account once you could do that right now and mm-hmm. then when you're setting it up, it literally will say, do you have the Xbox app? If you do, click this right now, and there's like an option for activate a new console. And you put in a four-digit code, and boom, it sets everything up. It even moves over all your settings on your current Xbox. It's oh, cool. pretty slick. And then it'll say, like, is there stuff you want to transfer over? Are there games you want to start downloading? And yada, yada, yada. Anyway, if you set it up that way, part of the setup process will say, because I guess it's tethered to your... Um, boxes serial number so Mm. it will say hey there is 24 months of game pass ultimate linked to this box to this Mm -hmm. console would you like to redeem that now and you can either say yes or you can say no i'll set it up later and then later on there's a couple of options it's in your games and apps or whatever or you Mm -hmm. can also go to account and uh it's under the account maintenance or something. You can redeem something. And it just stays right. on the box until it's redeemed. Um, and the only reason you would want to wait is if for any reason you're setting it up and you would want to use a different account to activate it. Um, mm. What I'm going to do is the same thing I've done with all my Xboxes. Um, oh, sorry. If I did this, I, I should preface real quick that I'm thinking about doing this for my daughter to get her a next gen Xbox because she's she's an Xbox player. She has no desire for a Switch. She mm-hmm. has a Wii that she's never touched. Um, to the point that my wife's like, "Can you like get that out of the room?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> um, and uh, and and I said, "Okay, if you're Team Xbox, and of course everyone should know she benefits from she doesn't have to manage a gold subscription because I've got it, and she's got Game Pass Ultimate through me because I make the console that she plays on as the home console, so it shares all of its subscriptions. So my daughter has never known a world where she had to buy a game or ask about a game ever. Anything she's ever wanted to play is just sitting there, and it plays online. Nice. Like, yeah, she's got it pretty slick, right? Um, She just knows to go into my games and apps, look at Game Pass, download anything, and I've parental locked it so that if it's uh, mature, if it's above teen, it just won't play. So, like, I mean, we've got a real easy thing going here. (laughs) So... Anyway, but what I always do is I set it up under my account and make it the home Xbox. And then my main console that I play on downstairs is the guest Xbox because as long as I'm logged in, I can still use all my Game Pass and Gold and everything. But if the home account is what she's, the home Xbox is what she's on, she gets to use all my services. And so that's how, you know, basically we get away with two Xboxes, but only one subscription. And that's by design. Microsoft tells Mm -hmm. you how to do it this way. Um, but if I do get her an, an Xbox through All Access, which your experience has very much tempted me, um, mm-hmm. and she's about to get a 4K TV delivered to the house in July, um, you know, I, I and mind you, it's for the the living room. My wife is also going to mm-hmm. use that TV. But anyway, um, 
then then yeah, I'll just activate it under my account and then put her login on there so that it all yeah, logs I mean, her in. Like at this point, my my ultimate subscription, I never stacked them, so it wasn't like other people where they had like three years stacked right. up. Um, so I'm always I think I go year to year now because okay. I, I believe I've seen recently like in my debit, you know, I think I've seen the the ultimate <laughs> renew renewal mm-hmm. fee. And you recently. do save money if you pay per year. So, so most likely when I activate this thing, I'll just activate the two years right out the gate. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's no reason to save it for any reason. Like, yeah. Like, unless yeah. when you look at your existing time left, it says your subscription renews again after June of 2022. That would be the only reason you wouldn't want to do it. And even then it's probably going to warn you. Microsoft's not like out to fuck you over. Like, no. well, they are, but not that way. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and so there, the, uh, knowing Microsoft, which is very user experience oriented right now, they will. I'm guessing it says, you know, if you redeem this right now, you forfeit X number of months or whatever. But yeah, who knows? How many, uh, how many months could you really forfeit? Because how many can you have at any time? You can have up to three years. So like, right. yeah, so th- um, I would never hit that though. If if I'm adding two and I'm paying by the year. And then, I'm in my year yeah, somewhere. In that circumstance, you'll never hit yes. it. You'll be yeah, able so to redeem it, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. So. Um, but yeah, and it, it's funny because after I received it today, I went back to my um, my uh, Citizen One loan page or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and now it's filled in a little more. Oh. So it actually it actually lists, uh, the, it basically lists as, uh, it's one loan, but it lists as uh, two items, right? The Xbox and then the- The, the ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah, the three years, of, uh, I mean, the 300 bucks of Ultimate or whatever it is that adds up to together. It is 300 bucks. So, uh, I think it's 300. It's, three, it's not even, right? But it's, it's whatever it is. It's 15 it's a month, right? so it's 360 or something, yeah. So it, it lists those two items now. Um, and I think it, it lists the monthly payments, but over it says like due and all that, it still says zero, but it also says payment cycle something uh, June 5th which is two days from now. Yeah. So maybe when it hits that, that money, it, will, yeah. it will kick in all the like monthly, you know, was, you know. So, and just um, in case people are doing the math, it's 25 a month. If you get a, a series S it's 35 a month. Mm-hmm. If you get a series X and in both cases, you save money over buying it retail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's, um, the payments are like 37 in some change. Oh really? Okay. Oh, I bet there's when taxes. You do all the, when you do all the math, it's it's like thirty seven sometimes. But like you said, you, they're not boning you. You're not paying like two hundred dollars in like interest fees. It's like it right. evens out. But pretty much, if you and what I noticed too, I wonder if it's. Uh, I'm gonna click on it at some point, but it says make a payment, like mm-hmm. on the loan, like because you know you can you know pay towards your loan. You so could, wonder, and that one they'll probably let you do because your payments you won't so? like. Yeah, it I won't mean, matter. It, I don't you're think not, it'll not... readjust it though. I think it'll just come off the principal balance uh, to get a yeah. little bit financy here mm-hmm. for our listeners. Yeah. If you have a low well, my... a home loan or a car loan, you can pay towards the yeah. principal to reduce your interest, but, but you have no my, interest. My point is, isn't that a loophole? Because if you can't get a standalone one, but you can grab one for ultimate. Oh yeah, like I did. And so you just grab the ultimate and then you just pay off the loan. Yes, can't you, you could totally do that. <laughs> Yeah, what you're going to get from a lot of I mean, of you're, pay, you're paying for the two years. I mean, you're paying yes. for the two years all year with it. But. I, there's these, I've, t- I've seen these people online. There are some people who are like, 
oh no, I'd rather pay $10 a month for Game Pass non-Ultimate and then pay for Xbox Live Gold separately. And I, you could do, you technically save like 10 bucks or something. So you could do it, but it just seems like a lot of work. A lot of work, man. And then if you do Xbox regular and then buy gold separate, because that's the big difference. That's the part where people are always like, why would you go ultimate if you don't have a gaming PC? And I'm like, because ultimate gives you gold. That's why you do Mm -hmm. it. It's 10 bucks a month for Xbox Game Pass. 15 gives you ultimate, which adds both PC and Xbox Live gold. So you do it for that. It's the bundle that you do it for. Yeah. Um, but even I've fooled around with uh, the PC side. Yeah. And I'm I mean, not even a PC yeah, gamer, but I've fooled around. It. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm excited, man. It's it's here. And uh, I have one. Now I'm kind of excited to um, do my game remote because. Because we've talked about before, you know, down here is going to get a makeover where I'm doing my my show in the basement. You know, we're going to yeah. half of it's going to turn to an office, and then this computer desk we'll, we'll get having a dumpster delivered in a week, and this old podcasting desk for it all the way from the old Easy Mode days uh-huh. in the very beginning, it's going in the trash. I actually been, just threw away a desk that I'd been podcasting on forever, including uh, like the first GH101. It's going to be sad, but it's one of those desks that I can't move anymore, so it'll fall apart. Yeah. One more move, <laughs> and then you're going to make it. it. Um, so I got to clean it out, and I will podcast from my wife's office uh, when that's, you know, this is off for like an hour, a few months. But, you know, Sweet. she's going to have a, a permanent, like, a real desk. You know, right now she's on a card table upstairs. I built some risers for her three monitors because it was supposed to be temporary. Right. And uh, now she's quite comfortable up there, but uh, we're going to look into a real desk and everything for down here. And then she's like, yeah, you can just do your podcast from there. You know what I mean? It would be heated and shit because we're going to get the vents cut, you mm-hmm. know, and have actual heat coming into the office of like more electric yes. uh, stuff. And so I'm like, sweet. And um, so what I think I'm going to do up in my gaming room, which is funny because all the shelves up there have like, you know, like Blu-rays and books yeah. and shit. And it's more at this point for decoration because, I mean, you know, I barely um, put discs in except a few Blu-rays that I buy, like steelbooks. But right. even those, let's be honest, are more for decoration too, for my own self-satisfaction. <laughs> yes, totally so, um, Or at least they are in my house. <laughs> I mean, listen, the John Wick steelbook, I downloaded the codes and I watched them that way, even though I got the... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's right they came with codes like and i just do. put them in like my you do. yeah so um anyways i think in the next few weeks i'm gonna strip out all that shit and then you know my genesis collection that i've mm-hmm. built down here that you've seen in my my bookshelf you know i'm gonna move that all up into the shelves up in my gaming room where they nice. deserve to be on yeah. display um and then like i said the print is gonna come out of there because it's gonna come down here in the office so I'm going to have some more room because these consoles are beasts. So I won't have the no- the regular room that I had before. Right. So I'm going to have to make sort of like some shelf space for them. Um, and then the, the next thing is the TV, Fred. I got to get that TV. And uh, mm-hmm. the one I want sold out everywhere. Because yeah. it, it, it's been coming out in reports that it's like, the you know, it's for the but for the price. It's like one of the best 4K like TVs for gaming and stuff. 
Well, if you so, remember, we bought ours back in January, and they told us everything would deliver by July. And yeah. the TV is the one they still haven't delivered. They're still like, yeah, we we should be able to get it by July. Sure. Well, it's funny because I used to walk in the Best Buy and they had them. And what I'm talking about is the the the, the TCL Roku Six Series, the 55 inch mm-hmm. 4K TVs, and they're like, depending on you know the sale, they're anywhere from like seven to eight hundred bucks, which isn't hard, isn't a bad price, right? You know, and um, you know, I used to see them all the time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna when I get those systems. And then little by little, I'd start seeing like YouTube reviews and like little <laughs> little blips about this TV, <sighs> this very specific TV about like bang for the buck and like uh, that it's actually a pretty high quality 4K TV, and then it's good for gaming. And then they say, I know they're sold out everywhere. Um. So they do have some on Amazon last time I looked, but I'm so weird about having a TV delivered. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I've... Have sh- you had TVs delivered by mail? I mean, you, this one's coming, I guess, that you ordered, but I don't well, know. Well, no, but this one about- is, and this one we bought through a furniture store, and okay. they're delivering it to us. So I don't think it's the same thing, because like a guy in a truck shows up. That's, yeah, something about Amazon delivery. Delivering yeah, a full well, especially TV. because of how they treat your. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, can I trust ordering this TV from Amazon? Like, I can't I don't want answer the hassle that of intelligence. I don't want the hassle of like, oh, I gotta return this because it's fucking cracked. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't. I just thought I wouldn't. <laughs> just keep waiting until one pops up in a store. Yeah, I mean, if you want to come out here, uh, actually, here's a here's an option you could have, which is. Um, uh, yeah, we don't have enough listeners for it to matter. Nebraska Furniture Mart, nfm.com. Yeah. They're local guys. Oh, but it's still the same problem. They're going to ship it to you because there's none near Boston. So the, the, I was like, the they've got it in stock right now, but again, the, the funny they'll thing have is, to no ship matter, it to you. The funny thing is, no matter where you're ordering from, at one point that TV was shipped and moved by people. You just didn't see it. So like your brain. Yeah, but that's their problem it. until it gets to your house. <laughs> yeah, but something about a, a, you know, a kid screeching up in his Amazon van almost hitting my basketball hoop. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Throwing <laughs> a TV out and fucking taking a picture of it on a cell phone, and then fucking leaving. Something about that. There's too many good YouTube videos <laughs> that just seem too accurate. So, I don't know. Yeah. You know. It, so even though I have one now, I have not experienced yet. Not have, not have experienced it. Well, for what Anyways. it's worth, we're not in a huge rush, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing the same for my daughter. Um, yeah, she'll eventually need to upgrade, um, and so why not take advantage? And I need to start paying 15 bucks a month for Game Pass anyway. So yeah, I canceled my um, my HBO Max subscription today. To make mm, room, risky. because uh, I've watched like f- four movies on that, and then <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Right? I watched uh, Godzilla. <laughs> I watched Mortal Kombat. I watched uh, Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, and that was it. See, I was like, I you know, own what? all those. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, there's nothing else I want to watch on this thing. So I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'll live. I, I think I'd rather have my Xbox than uh, HBO Max. 
I respect that. Like yeah. I said, we, if we paid for HBO Max, I mm-hmm. would totally probably have it's 15, dropped it. It's 15 bucks a month, man. That's half half my uh, all-access payment. Yeah, we have a deal going with uh, my brother-in-law where he gives us HBO and we give him something, some other service. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He wanted um, HBO, though. It was one of those things where it's like we didn't come to him for HBO. We didn't even really care about HBO. And then he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got HBO Max if you'll give me access to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So mm. That was how that worked. But <sighs> and then, um, You will. Uh, one thing I want you to keep in mind, and actually I want to forewarn you of this when you open it. There's two things you got to keep in mind. The first one is check out how um, uh, you should check out how wonderfully um, uh, like monolithic they mm-hmm. they they handle that Series X with how it's packaged. It's it's okay. quite impressive. Um, the second thing is um, is there is an HDMI cable in the box. You want to okay. use that one. That one. That's the one you want to use, yes. Is it long enough to reach my TV? Do they make you a long enough one? Uh, I think it's six six feet. Should be good enough. If not, you're going to need to buy an HDMI 2.0 cable, uh, Mm -hmm. which are pretty inexpensive and easy to find. But um, the Xbox ones are easy because on the plugs, the HDMI plugs, because of course they look the same, it says Mm -hmm. high speed on it or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it you're gonna want to do that. So okay, they should, six should be good. Six yeah. feet should be fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So that that happened. That was cool. Like I said, I got my first shot. That was whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went to New Hampshire for Memorial Day. How'd that go? Rained. Nice. So in Massachusetts and in New Hampshire, it rained Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Beautiful on uh, Friday. Beautiful on Tuesday. But yeah. just Saturday, Sunday, Monday, rain. Just straight shit. So even if we, so even if we stayed here for more of a day, it still would rain out. So might as well rain in, up at the cabin. There so went with a bunch of people, another family. A uh, lot of laying around playing the Switch. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, like the kids and me, laying around playing the Switch all weekend. Then, um, but Saturday night, it did clear up enough where uh, we got a good fire going. So I got nice. to sit out the fire, have a few beers, have a cigar, and uh it was out there till about midnight. Those other fires out there, those people making do. So I got by one night. As long as you get one good night of like hanging out, <clears throat> can't complain. Sure. Can't complain. Went in the town the next day, North Conway. You know, it's a little sightseeing. It was packed. It's like the little like, you know, shopping area. Uh-huh. That craft fair, no masks, eating kettle corn popcorn, walking around, no mask. Nice. Beautiful. Like, Look at this. Here we are. It's like nice out, no mask, eating popcorn. Pfft. Man. <laughs> you think this is America or something? Get out of here. It's I mean, crazy. it's pretty. It's getting more and more commonplace, which I like. I mean, it. Well, yeah, the mask mandate's gone in Massachusetts now. So I walked in. Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts out of the morning with my mask on, and I was the only one with the mask on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> even the people, yeah. even the old people working there were like, "Fuck it." <laughs> now I'm not. I, I'm all about it. So I put that shit around my back pocket. I was like, "Sweet." Yep. Yep. 
you know, I'm not one of these people. I'm good. I'm done with it. I take my chances. <laughs> I think That's I'm right. good. So, you know. <sighs> and that was it, man. That was it, really. It's it's like because of New Hampshire and then my shot there, I sort of haven't done much since we last talked. But, uh, you know, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, so we had Memorial Day weekend, right? Um, oh, mm-hmm. one other quick thing just to mention. I don't know if you're going to do this, but there's a lot of reasons to do it. Until July 3rd, I think it is, um, GameStop will give you 100 bucks store credit for your original Xbox <laughs> One. How? Uh, what date? To when? 7-3, July 3rd. You got a month? July, I got a month. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's How much are you giving? 80 bucks cash, 100 bucks store credit. I don't know what I want to do with it. It's, getting, it's definitely um, wonkier these days. I mean, if it like wasn't that like it's com- it's basically completely backward compatible, mm-hmm. I'd normally be more picky. But yeah, I normally get rid of all my old shit, anyways, for clutter reasons. But you know, I got mm-hmm. I got my son now that likes to play stuff, so I'm like, do I want to keep this around in case he can play some shit on it? But then I'm like, where am I going to put it? It's so big, right? Like, it's one thing about these, <laughs> even the Xbox One, it's oh, this yeah. big clunky thing, heavy thing. So I'm like. Uh, well, and I'll warn you this, it. the second, so like, here's a, a similar thing that happened with me. I was like, Ooh, I looked up the Xbox one S that my, my daughter's got, I can get 125 for. And I told mm-hmm. my wife, I was like, if we end up getting the all access thing, I'm going to go trade in that console. And she goes, Oh no, that will be great. You can pay it towards the all access thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait, wait, what? And she goes, well, yeah, the money should go towards the new Xbox. And I said, but First of all, it's store credit, so you can't give them GameStop cards towards your loan payment. I said, second of all, I bought that Xbox. It was just an extra one, and I wanted to trade it in back then, and you convinced me to give it to Autumn. And she goes, yeah. And I said, so I've paid for it with my budget, my cash. She Mm -hmm. goes, yeah. I said, and now I'm getting less for it than I would have had I traded in back then. Yeah, but you got your daughter's enjoyment. Isn't that worth a lot? That's right. And I was like, okay, sure. But now I want to trade it in for store credit. And she goes, I just, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe, maybe we can make you a deal where you pay your own money towards the Xbox, but you get to use the GameStop store credit at like a discount. Like mm-hmm. you pay, you get $125 store credit because this, the S gives you 125 instead of a hundred. Um, you pay a hundred dollars towards the Xbox but you get $125 store credit from GameStop. Like, that's a heck of a deal, isn't it? And I said, not on something I've already paid for. (laughs) I don't understand this logic. (laughs) So be careful with that. Like, either give it Uh, or don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So 80 bucks, huh? Get 80 bucks for it. 80 bucks cash or 100 bucks store credit. See, to me, it's more worthwhile for the store credit. Yeah. But... Anyway, mm. anyways, just a thought. Um, so uh, let's see. So Memorial Day weekend. So I talked to. I think I talked about this where we couldn't get the couch in the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah talk about this where but. we got this everything but. Yeah. Did I, did I talk about this or you did? I, okay. I cut you off with my Xbox. Sure. I believe. 
<laughs> no, that's what funny. happened last week. So. so we couldn't get it lifted up. So we, we talked around and we've got some friends and <laughs> got all your friends. So I got one buddy who tore his bicep. You know, he's so fucking ripped. Like, how, how can one, you know, lift a couch when they've torn their bicep? Now, to be fair, if you've torn uh-huh. your bicep, yeah, you don't fuck around with that. But, like, it was just the way he presented it. He was like, yeah, I was lifting, I tore my bicep. It's like, okay. Um, and, uh, and let's see, who else did we ask? One, one friend of mine just flat out said, bro, I'm not strong enough. I will let mm-hmm. you down and I will hurt your house or your couch. Yeah. I respect that kind of honesty. <laughs> um, right? We could use more people who are just honest about the fact he's like, it's been COVID. I haven't lifted a weight. I, I struggle to lift books. Like, no, I can't do this right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, had another buddy who was coming over, actually, for dinner on uh, Friday night um, to start the Memorial Day weekend. And he's pretty built. Uh, works for the feds. and uh, And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to be pretty tired and I know my wife's going to be pretty upset with like our family dinner if I spend it trying to get a sofa in the house. And if I let you down or drop it or something like that, I'm not going to feel good. And I was like, I put him in a bit of a spot. Yeah, I'm not going to do yeah. that. So finally, we got the buddy who's down for everything. He's the one yeah. who painted the apex of the tallest part of our house. He's the one who's helped me bring in the arcade machine for Pit Fighter and then helped me bring it out again. He's replaced nice. our sliding door. He's he's the one in the crutch, right? And and now he's he used to be more skinny. Now he's more built. He's getting into his mid-30s. And so um, more fat on the body, but also a lot more muscle. His arms are thicker than mine. And he was like, yeah, bro, I'm down. <laughs> He's like, yeah. we can fucking do this. He goes, you we should know, though, I just got my COVID second round shot. Yeah. I said, okay. He goes, so we'll see how I feel in the morning. I was like, okay. And I was like, this guy's not going to feel good. No, he called me and he goes, he did have COVID, I should point out. But he goes, no, mm-hmm. I feel fine. He came over. We lifted the couch. And Julie was hilarious because once we got done, she was like watching you guys move that couch, like organized, planned out. You both have the strength to just keep it lifted in the air. And like Julie's beating herself up over the fact she doesn't have that strength. But I'm like, look, this isn't a gender thing. Like men and women just can't. Like, they just can't, um, like, women can't put on that kind of muscle unless they spend, like, years of their lives determined to do it. Like, you are not, you did not train yourself for the last two to five months to lift this couch. You just didn't. You worked more on cardio and legs and things like that. And I said, so you just didn't have the strength for it. That has nothing to do with you being insufficient. It's just you met a challenge that's too much for you. I said, mm-hmm. that's all it is. Um, I said, if there were two of me, I might not be able to do it. I do think I could though. Um, but anyway, he came over, we got it in, we did it like clockwork, about 20 minutes, got it all set up and fucking it's gorgeous trees. Yeah. This sectional is massive. I think I told you the measurements, but if I didn't, yeah. 95 inches long on the couch and then it goes, uh, it wraps around in like an L formation with a middle love seat area that's about like 45 inches and then a huge, a huge chaise. Plus, we mm. got an ottoman and then we got some end tables behind it. So nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice, <laughs> it's comfy. We had some, uh, a friend of ours was moving houses, right? It's the end of the month, beginning of the, the year for a lot of people. June 1st is a, a moving time. And so we said, we'll take your daughters for the night. And so we had uh, we had two kids spend the night um, on Saturday night. 
and uh, they all got to spread out over over the entire couch love seat, you know, duo or the whole sectional, including us. We had the two girls, my daughter, my wife, me, both dogs. We watched Miraculous. Either of your kids watch Miraculous? No, I know okay. what that is. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the easy way to put it. It's Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. but takes place in France, and it's modern CGI, so like reboot or like Ninja Turtles, like it's more modern oh. CGI, and it's definitely a French-Canadian show that has just gotten popular, and Disney bought the rights to it from Netflix to like stream it, but like the deal hasn't gone through, so, and Disney doesn't know how to handle its shit at all, as we've discussed multiple times over, um, and so... Miraculous is all over the place. Most of the episodes are on Netflix, um, which is where my daughter saw it first. But on Disney Plus is some special when they went to America. It's a big deal. They go to America. Um, Mm. And then the new one, they go to um, China. Because uh, actually Miraculous... uh, um, Sorry. Oh, God. What is her name? I forget the main character's name, but she's a female. And she, uh, she is half French, half Chinese. And so she wants to go see her relatives in China. And so she goes to Shanghai. Um, and, uh, and that's the new one. But that one's neither on Disney Plus nor Netflix. It's only on Disney Now subscribers. So we had to suck up to my in-laws and say, hey, can we get your cable login so we can watch one 56-minute special that apparently Disney refuses to put on Disney Plus? <laughs> so yeah. we all watched that. And it was very comfy on the couch. I got to say, I had a really good time. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then I'm trying to think, what do we do? Lots of eating this weekend and getting too full. I think I was too full half the weekend, man. Nice. Felt like shit. (laughs) Really did. (sighs) But, but all in all, like it was a good relaxing weekend and I played a lot of video games. Oh man, I, I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> Not a lot of different video games, but I played a lot of one video game. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was it was really good. Um, and I did skate all of my responsibilities. I didn't get a chance to finish up the gaming I was doing on um, uh, for the next Retroactive. And while I do have episode three already recorded, I didn't have a couple of my personal segments recorded yet. And so I was like, I just put that all on hold. It's delayed till this coming up. Uh, Monday the 7th um, right. and uh, I didn't set up my mister like I wanted to and uh, you know I didn't get to finish Halo 2 with my kid like we mm. wanted to but she was in cahoots with me as well she was like oh well mm. I want to play with my friends so um, she wanted, she plays a lot of Roblox and uh, Minecraft with her friends online so she wanted to do that so we, we both were selfish this weekend um, okay. but yeah, yeah. All in all, it was just a good Memorial day weekend. Um, so we got snakes in our yard. I forgot to mention this. I'm mowing the grass and every time I do, I kick up a snake. So <laughs> yeah, we have a snake running around here somewhere. My wife, my wife left the hose on yesterday because she saw it and just like, you know, like, like a woman from the forties, uh, movie or something silent movie like dropped the hose and ran <laughs> with the like with the with the black subtitles eek going across the screen or something like she's just like i ran in the house i'm like for what for what <laughs> we don't live in the amazon it's not going to choke you out it's a snake 
I don't think there's even poisonous snakes around here. Yeah, let alone I ones that think, would want to. Yeah. <laughs> let alone ones that would want to bite you. There you go. Jesus Christ, are you a moth or a mosquito or something? It's not eating you. You're a small mouse. So, yeah. Another day, she goes, "There's something on the front walkway," and I went out front. It was like <laughs> I, you know, a snake buddy regurgitated a mouse or something. Oh, okay. I well, so I killed both the parents, I think, and this was not on purpose. Like I would just be running the lawnmower, you know, and you know that sound. <laughs> yep. And uh, I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, so that just is what it is. Um, but uh, um, but what I did do was, uh, and those were the bigger snakes. And then this weekend, when I would lift up, like we have those those gutter ramps, you know, where your gutters hit, where it like kind of yes. ramps the rainwater away. I lift yep. those up to mow the lawn, you know, around them. And some of the baby snakes were there and they ran away. I think there's two of them. So I was mm. like, well, we'll let those stay. Like, I like that they would kill any rodents, especially the baby fucking rabbits. I know I'm a terrible person, but like rabbits can be a real problem when they kind of take over and start tunneling in your yard. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I lose sleep over over stuff. I, I ran over a nest of rabbits once by accident with a moa. Oh, well, if it makes you feel any better, our dog just ate a whole nest of rabbits. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, so. I'm like mowing and I was mowing under a bush. You know, you just kind of reach under to get the ends of it. And I, and then I'm like going, I'm mowing and all of a sudden I'm coming back the other way and I'm seeing like fur. And then like, there's like a leg. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I realized and then I stopped the moment I realized what it is. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, did I just, yo. Murderer. Oh yeah, I felt terrible. And then my mother's like, then I'm done. And my mother's like, oh, did you see the rabbits out there? There's a nest of them under the front bush. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't see any rabbits. <laughs> didn't see any. Maybe you should have told me that before I fucking mowed them over. Um, yeah, that was, that was a horrible, horrible experience. But, um, yeah, we do have a snake out back somewhere. I don't know where it is. Yeah, but whatever, man. Oh, mm-hmm. that's one thing, right? I finished my backyard. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? <clears throat> Good. I got, uh, you know, I, as you know, a long long time ago, I decided to rip my deck down. And uh, <clears throat> and then I, I built steps, which I showed you, planted grass, mm-hmm. and then I made some, uh, like, wood posts. The nail to my tree into a, I mean, whiskey barrel post. Yep. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. And then I strung my lights back up with a little remote and uh, we're fully operational. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's all good. I executed on my vision, as they say, Fred. I like it. I have to take a picture of you. Yeah. Of it. Send it to you. Let's show you my handiwork. You know what I'm saying? I'm all uh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> oh god. I don't have the skills for stuff like that, so I always like to no. see what other people do. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty handy when I, you know, when I want to be. Yeah, I'm. You wouldn't know if I'm. Wouldn't know if I'm listening to me, but I'm pretty hand. I'm pretty. I, you know, I like. You know, I do some. Uh, you things can kind of tell you're handy, if I'm being honest. Right. Yeah, you can kind of <laughs> tell. <laughs> Sound like you know slightly what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes my wife would disagree, but 
Well, yeah, it, it, it all comes into play when you see how the other half lives, though. So, like, just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Mm-mm. All right. Well, um, actually, we've got some uh, listener mail. So I guess before we go into games, we should talk about that. Spring it on me. Well, first and foremost, this is more of just a comment. But Clue Drew was talking in our Discord about um, about uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to phrase it. So like the uh, three lesbians from uh, previous episode. <laughs> oh, uh, is that that new show on the on the CW? Yeah, it by is. three lesbians. It might be. Um, I love that show. But he was talking about like the reason they may have a chip on their shoulder is because they've dealt with a lot of bullshit in time. And I'm and I told him, and he kind of agreed with this. I don't disagree with him on that, but that's no excuse to like be that way. I guess is what I would say. Um, the nicest way I can say it is fighting fire with fire. You know, doesn't work. And um, just uh, look no further than the much more intelligent than me um, uh, civil rights leaders that have existed. Mm -hmm. Um, It worked a lot better for um, for for certain methods than others. So but Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's I mean, can we say it? We can say it for the record. Like, yeah, it sucks what. Um, minorities, specifically homosexuals, um, go through in this country and historically, yes. But at the same time, this doesn't get any better if that's your response. Well, uh, I don't know what you, uh, Oak Clue, were talking about right there, but uh, I think they were just assholes. When there's that, I think that's a factor so he hasn't here's really... Something, yeah. Well, here's something, Clue. It's like uh, I've, I've known these three three women for a long time i've run into them for a very long time uh not many hardships they're just kind of like uh loud jerks and uh <laughs> it's nothing that me and my uh my good friend vicky haven't sat and talked about ourselves and joked around with so you know now there you go now if you're talking blanket um the lesbian community in general yes but i wasn't talking about that I saw about these three. Yeah, and I don't know if he was time. either. So we'll we'll say <laughs> so, he mentioned them as like the group we were talking about. So if, I guess we could keep it there. If you knew these three girls, Clue, you would know uh, they they haven't had much hardships. If anything, they harass people more than anybody else. Oh, <laughs> Anybody's nice. ever harassed them. So <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So. Um, but yeah, and then the next one came in from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I've seen this one. Yeah, I've gotten into a lot of conversations lately. See, I don't I don't have conversations on Twitter because I because I don't like to treat Twitter like a message board. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like kind of wanted done, like I'll answer something or I'll make a comment. But I tend not to just keep going back and forth with like a conversation. On Twitter, because I don't think that's what that's meant for anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, clearly we don't uh, share that sentiment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me and Scoop Scooperson were talking. Uh, He's also um, pushing pretty hard, like you are, for me to get Tetris Effect on PlayStation VR, but um, 
He says, uh, what's your top three or five Resident Evil games, Fred? I don't know Tree's history with the series outside of seven. <laughs> Even with residency bias, would Village make the list? Also, did you guys enjoy the remasters better than the originals? Okay, so there, there's a lot there. So let's go save and do top three. Now, Trees. Yes. Uh, you aren't against Resident Evil, but you're not no. like a fan like I am, I would say. I have a very specific um, moment in time for Resident Evil mm, that mm-hmm. I hold hold dear, and you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah I haven't played every single Resident Evil. Um, you know, one Resident Evil one holds like a, a, a place in my heart because it was it was a moment in time that game, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the PlayStation was a new thing. Um, you know, malls were in full effect. <laughs> yes, they were. And you might be, and you might be saying, what's that have to do with Resident Evil? But you know, like that movie mall rats, that was like a real thing. Like me and my friends in my early twenties, like hanging out the mall was oh, like yeah. a real thing you did. Like, what are we doing? And I would go up to the mall, you know, you'd buy shit for going out that night and all that. And it was also the height of like Babbage's and electronic boutique. You know, well before GameStops invaded everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember Resident Evil coming out. It was a big deal. And it was a big deal, like, um, so, like, it, previous, right? You'd have a, a Nintendo game coming out, like a Mario or something. And that was a big deal, but you knew what it was. Resident Evil, right? It, mm-hmm. it was, like, this new thing. And you only seen articles on it and pictures of the zombie. And you're like, what is this? This is, like, a 3D zombie horror thing. And it's on this the new system. And... So I remember my buddy pre-ordered it and I went with them and some other friends and we were at electronic boutique and the place was packed mm-hmm. and we waited in line so he could get his, his, uh, his reserved copy. And I remember I didn't reserve it. And he's like, yeah, man, he's like, you didn't reserve it. He's like, um, you know, you're an idiot. You're not going to get one. I was like, we'll see. And I still hold this view to this day. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't need to. And we got up there and he asked for his and they had the rummage around because back then they'd put like a stick'em note on yeah, them with your I know, name and shit was, and just it was throw, less common, yeah. Yeah. And throw them in a drawer and shit. So he rummaged around for his and finally got it. And then they were just like the kid behind him, because there's always like two or three kids behind the counter. He he pointed over my buddy to me and was like, What what are you what are you looking for? And I said, uh, Resident Evil. And he just grabbed him off the top of a pile. Yep. And gave me one. So rummage around for my buddy forever to get his mine pile of them. Um, and that was the long box, right? The long box PlayStation yeah. games. There was a place in time for that. So Resident Evil 1 held, it, it just, it. I have memories of that whole experience. And all of us playing and talking about it. Same with 2. 2 is the same way. Um, so 1 and 2 I really loved. But I loved them for that time. I think we all know I've gone back and, and tried to play them. And you're like, ooh, boy. You know, like. <laughs> you yeah, know? even the, like. You know, I know we're jumping a little bit, but like even like um, uh, the remake, mm-hmm. like I think the remake was a great step up um, versus yeah. the original, even if you go back to it today. But it is right. still that same game. Like mm-hmm. they switched some stuff up, but it is still that same game. So one and two was big. Uh, Nemesis, I never cared for when three came out. I yeah, did not like the guy. That one. 
I didn't like the guy chasing me around. So I was like, ah, fuck this game. Um, and I fell off of them. Right. And then that's when they were coming up with like zero and all these little side things. And then I picked up Veronica because I had a Dreamcast when that came out. Mm-hmm. And I played Veronica, but that game was crazy. Head, but I still really enjoyed that. Um, and then really I fell off of them. I, it's like, I didn't care for all the action sort of ones and the story. And then I really enjoyed four on the GameCube. Like I really enjoyed that. I thought that was like the cat's like, meow. Yeah. Well, it was, it was to me, that was like this proper upgrade to resident evil, like from the way it worked and mm-hmm. moved and stuff. I really enjoyed it. But then five and six and all those, I, I could give two fucks revelations, all that stuff, the team stuff. And then, uh, and then, you know, I played seven, I played through seven and I I liked it for what it was, but I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. To me, that didn't have to be a Resident Evil game. To seven? me, it was different. Yeah. To me, it was different enough. Sure. Where you could have put any label on that game and I would have been like that. That was cool. Yeah. Of course they tie it back down brawler and at the they end They loosely stuff. do. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you there. They don't right. really. But you know what I mean? But I'm not mad at seven or eight because it's like, you can't have that old shit now. Like it has to evolve and, and become something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have much Resident Evil experience to make a list. I mean, if I had to make a list of three, right, I'd go one, two, <laughs> yeah. and four. Okay. But I will, I, I will argue, Fred, that even well-versed Resident Evil players would pick those three games as some of the best ones. Would be, I would be very, very <laughs> uh, surprised to not see those three come up. So um, that's what I'm saying. So it's like I didn't need to play all those. But let's ones. ask the controversial <laughs> question. What, what's your order? What's your ranking order? What's number, um, what's number three, number two, and number one? I think, let's see. I think I go two, four, and one. Okay. So number one is your number one, the original. No. Oh, okay. So two I think is, number is two. Your, your number I think one. two, right? I think two might have been the, the greatest culmination of like, that era yeah and when you read itchy tasty you find out that like two was it was not like oh they set out to make Mm -hmm. the definitive version of one they really just said okay we've got to go bigger because that's how sequels Mm -hmm. work what do we do with this and of course it got scrapped and then rebuilt yeah um but when shinji mikami took back over he was just like look we need to make it bigger so instead of Mm -hmm. one mansion we will make a town Right. You know, and uh, we'll make two protagonists. I, Boom. Yeah, the, I mean, it did everything great, and I and I put it number four is num uh, you know two on my list because it looks great, it plays great, and I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, but story wise, that's when they really sad to get that shit goes off the rails with, with yeah. the weird shit, and then um, and then one has to, to me one has to be on there just because of it was groundbreaking. Uh huh. But. But the mechanics and how shit works, it, everywhere from the menus to the fucking inventory, everything is is not not good. You know, you, you had it at the time because it was nothing before that. So it was what it was. But, you know, really trying to play it now, you're like, oof, that's a tough one. 
That's a tough one, boy. So that's my list. You know, and, and I had a buddy mm-hmm. that he swears by. I think I okay. mentioned this before. Here we go. He had the place he had the PlayStation 2 with the modem with the with the uh uh-huh. whatever that was, the fucking um the, modem. The fucking broadband adapter. Yeah, I've got broadband it. adapter, that's what it was. And he played that other one, that, that four-player team-based one. Outbreak. He fucking loved that. He went home every day from work and fucking played Outbreak. Does he know he can play that right now on a PlayStation 2? No, he probably doesn't care. But yeah. he fucking... Uh, he you can manually put in... There's a Japanese server that exists now. You can go back yeah. and play it. Yeah. He sh- he showed it to me once. I'm like, boy. And I, and I said, boy. And I thought the first one was slow. I well, thought so- you couldn't get slower. But now I get to wait for somebody else and to give me in and to say a okay through fucking text menus. Oh yeah, well no, it was even worse. There was no texting; it was uh, gestures. Yeah, no, they had canned shit. Yeah, it was canned. It was canned phrases. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. And one of them was like a okay. And yo, yeah, I I was like, uh, I remember he. I was over his apartment watching play it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, this is this is a lot more fun than the first one. Stand around ten minutes to the guy figures out you need ten fingers over the wall. This is awesome. You need ten fingers, and this guy's just running in circles. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Well, and what's even funnier is um, in Europe they're even more sadistic because, like, I know Europeans possibly jam, but I don't think so. I know Europeans who like that game, and it didn't have mm-hmm. online in Europe. So these motherfuckers yeah. were playing the shit solo with with NPCs. That oh, must God. be miserable. <laughs> he swears by it. He played through it a few times. He said it's pretty good when you get through it. But I, I played never... through it with uh, on the Japanese server because it's easy to get through. Because uh, not, I don't mean it's easy to get through. It's easy to understand because you're using these canned voices, and yeah, it's in yeah. English even in Japan. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, that said, like they were very helpful, but I still couldn't get very far. It's mm. tough. It's a tough campaign. Yeah, and I don't he, know it very well. And I got to give the Japanese or at least the people on this server credit. Maybe they're so gnawing at the bit to play the game again that they're super nice. But people were super nice and super giving. But I played for a couple hours and I was like, fuck this. Like, it's yeah. this is not my thing. Uh, my my buddy mastered it. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, that's what I would have to say. I, I would go. Number two is, is the best Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And number four is the, the most innovative one at the time, like revamping everything. Uh-huh. And then uh yeah, and then put number one on there just because of what it is, what it stands for in, in for video games. You know, it not only you know, it really kicked off the survival horror proper. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Like even so, if yeah, for for better or worse, yes. like it, it yes, I'm aware alone in the dark was there first, yes, but this it, it game was, was fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't find Alone in the Dark, t- the original, to be fun at all, mm-hmm. uh, even with a guy. So what about you? Okay, so you played them all. Yeah, and I'm a little non-traditional. And I've when when you say I've played them all, like I've played them all. I've played the light gun games and stuff like that. Um, for the sake of today, sorry all, we're gonna limit this to just the the mainline games. Uh, maybe I'll include Revelations 1 and 2, but I don't like either of those to make my top three, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, mine's a little bit interesting. So one I adored, just like you. It was uh, something I picked up uh, kind of out of the blue. You know, I I think I've told this story before, but like me and my buddy, we were all into Sega CD and Magic cards and Star Wars cards. And then what happened was he traded me his Sega CD for a bunch of Star Wars cards. And then I didn't have any of my good Star Wars cards. So we played Star Wars last and I had his Sega CD. So he needed something new and he was a spoiled, pretty rich kid. And so he went and talked to his dad and got a PlayStation. And then we went to Funko Land, and this was back... This is something I think that... This is something I want to mention. I think that certain gamers, probably not many of our listeners, most of our listeners, I think, were of this age group that they remember stuff like this. But, like, modern-day gamers, my daughter would be blown away by this concept of me trading in my games to buy a game on PlayStation to play it on my buddy's console. Right? Like, that was stuff... It wasn't often... But I would do that sometimes at Funko Land, now GameStop. Um, The idea being that I could always recycle it. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Resident Evil was one of those games. I traded in a handful of Genesis games, I believe, um, and then some of my own money, and uh, got Resident Evil. um, And then we played Resident Evil at his house, and then I kept the disc, right? Like, And eventually I got a PlayStation and was able to do it myself. But he got his PlayStation in 96, so a year after it came out. And uh, we got Resident Evil. It was a brand new release at the time. We got Resident Evil right away and played through it. And then it wouldn't be till 97 or 98. I think it was 98, actually, that I got a PlayStation. Like when I finally gave up on the N64. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, working at Chimpy's Pizza Safari, making the real fucking (laughs) scratch trees. You know who I was? I was was the grand poobah, though, trees. Every 16-year-old wants to be this guy. I ran uh, the key every time a token would get stuck or a video game would oh. break. I'd be the guy they'd come get, right? I, I'd wander the floor. Mm. And uh, I knew the dip switches and stuff because we had a Mortal Kombat machine. And uh, because they were worried about, you know, because Chimpy's Pizza Safari was a ripoff of Chuck E. Cheese. It was basically a Chuck E. Cheese. Like, I think they had the license to make it, but they used a different mascot to like differentiate themselves from the local Chuck E. Cheese franchise. And it worked. They were very popular. Um, We also got an actual guy who knew how to make pizza. And of course, it was the age-old thing. Everyone thought that the pizza tasted like shit. But those of us who were employees and actually saw it be made were like, yo, he uses fresh ingredients and he he uses an actual oven. Like, no, actually, our pizza is way better than people give it credit for. I think they just liked shitty pizza. We were also in a suburb of Chicago, and you're fighting against some of the best pizza artists out there, so there's that too. But um, anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, we turned the blood off of Mortal Kombat, but after hours, we when we locked up, like even the girls, like this is my, my argument that everybody likes video games in the right scenario. We would lock up. We didn't drink. Like it was like Chicago had really strong liquor laws. So nobody did like teenage drinking, really. I think it was either teenage drugs or whatever. So usually somebody would step outside and smoke pot or something, but I didn't smoke pot. We would all get free fountain drinks. Like the owners knew we did this stuff, you know, and after we cleaned up, we were allowed to fuck around for a while before we like locked up and left. And so we would, we'd turn on Mortal Kombat with all the blood and we play around. Um, they had the hook um, game. The, uh, you know, hook the uh, movie. We had the, mm-hmm. the, the beat-em-up game there. We had Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. And we just played games for a little while. You know, it was just kids fucking around. Nobody was dating anybody. Actually, it was, su- it was a surprising group of teenagers where no one dated anybody. Um, 
And I, I think the reason was uh, it was a popular place for the really attractive girls in my high school to work. And all the guys who worked there were mostly fucking gnarly putzes, myself included. So these girls would never date us. But we got to be friends and we got to hug them and like that was worthwhile, right? Anyway, I digress. Bought Mortal or bought, that's when I got a PlayStation and I kept my original um, long box copy as well. I still have that long box copy, Trees. It's seen some... I think I do too. It's seen it's some life new. though. Um, Not mine. Mine looks good. It's up in New Hampshire. And the, uh, the uh, PlayStation 1 games in Japan though were like thick versions of CD cases. Mm-hmm. But like way thicker than you imagine. Like think of like, I'm trying to think of what, like think of almost the thickness of those dual discs, like the Gran Turismo case, but it was just one case and it just had the game. Cause my, I, I have Resident Evil one, the Japanese copy on PlayStation as well. And, um, it's like a thicker case, but then my copy of Dino Crisis, I have a uh, Japanese PlayStation one. That's, um, that's a thin jewel case. So I have no idea. Anyway, back to what you were actually asking about. <laughs> um, I consider Remake more uh, like a different game than one. And Remake is pretty significant to me because I literally imported a GameCube and then paid someone in Chicago to modify a region switch into it and imported the Japanese version of Resident Evil on GameCube so that I could play it like three months earlier than Americans could. Um so that one's real pivotal and real influential to me. So I think it belongs on the top three at the bottom, kind of like you, as number three, because mm-hmm. it was so influential to me. Um, but I'm going to say Remake, because when I go back to it, I always want to play Remake. And even though the original was pivotal to me, I think I finally hit the point, it was a couple of years back, where like I almost never want to play that version of the game again. Mm. Dare I say? But uh, it's pretty cool. Um, The next two are going to be difficult. They are going to be difficult, I must say. Um, And I want to mention why just very briefly and then we can move on. But believe it or not, I want to put five on my top three because Hefe and I played through Resident Evil 5 like twice over. And we played it full-blown co-op. And we had a blast with it. And that game, I don't know if you've played it trees but you when you beat that game that started the theme of like you unlock special stuff to bring into the next game like that was always there right you could always unlock like an unlimited ammo pistol or even in two i think it was a gatling gun and rocket launcher and stuff like that and i know the rocket launcher with unlimited ammo was unlockable in one as well but like this thing had just like tons of different like every weapon in the game with unlimited ammo and then some weapons that weren't in the game you could unlock. And so in order to unlock everything, I think you had to play through the game four times. And that game is a 20 hour campaign. So that's significant. Um, And you get a little quicker each time through, but not much, much quicker. You definitely have the biggest jump the second time through, right? It's like 20 hours the first time through. And then it's like 10 hours the second time through. So like, yeah, you have a big jump there, but then after that it's 10 hours basically. Um, but uh, that one was really tempting, but I think it's not going to make my top three. But I want to mention it because Resident Evil 5, a lot of people like to shit on. And actually that game, if you had a, a good solid co-op partner, was fantastic. Nowadays, I have a lot of people eager to play with me, but setting up schedules as a grown-ass man is with a family and everything 
and somebody else on the other line be in the same boat, it's like fucking impossible, especially to find 20 fucking hours, right? Like it's just, it's been very difficult. Uh, A couple of people have tried. Chase, thank you. Um, Matt, my buddy Matt, we've tried and and stuff like that. And we've like tasted it. Like we've, we've played a few hours of it, maybe even more than a few hours, but like we've never really gotten through it. Um, But I remember originally when that game came out, um, Hefe did not like Resident Evil games. And then, we played it. Uh, he played it for me. He bought it, and he said, eh, "It's co-op. Let's give it a go." And we loved that game. <laughs> My favorite of the Resident Evil games in the on the PS One was Resident Evil Three. Going back to it now, it's been really rough. So this will kind of answer yeah. the remake question. I, as you probably can guess, adore the remake of Resident Evil Three, and I'm like the only one on the fucking planet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is they changed. I tried to get some insights from 8.4 and reading Itchy Tasty and stuff like that. And um, from what I can tell, uh, it's that uh, what they changed in the remake was not what the Resident Evil fans like. And I don't know what it is about these so-called, from the, from, you know, bred and born Resident Evil fans that they just think that that, they think that those old school mechanics in those first three PS1 games are just like fantastic and should never change. Do you agree with that at all, Trees? Because I think that's so archaic. Like, I can handle tank controls no problem, but it's not my preference. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I believe in stuff evolving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just said, like, you know, one is iconic, but you can't. You know, you can't sit there and play one nowadays and tell me it's smooth as shit. Yeah, exactly. It's not a smooth experience. It's a yeah, clunky Yeah, even for me, experience. I got to say, like, even though it's clunky, Remake is probably my, is my three. It, it, and, we, mm-hmm. could, we could lump it together with Resident Evil 1, but Remake's my three. No, um, so I think things need to evolve as long as they evolve smartly, mm-hmm. you know, and don't make them like, because <laughs> some, some places, you know, change things but they they just make a different kind of clunky yeah i will agree (laughs) it's like lateral they just kind of like you know but so as long as you're going forward in a way that makes sense like you have to uh innovate and and change stuff up so what resident evil 3 did originally that i loved was that nemesis is chasing you and the reason i love that is because i love horror movies and i love i specifically love serial killer horror movies and i'm not talking about silence of the lambs Please, people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about fucking Jason Voorhees, guy with a hockey mask, never dies. They joke about it in Monster Squad. They blow him up, you know, put his head in a in a blender and mail the rest of the pieces to Norway. Uh-huh. He still returns in the next movie, right? Like, I fucking love that, right? And I love that, like, once we get to, like, Freddy versus Jason, they stop even trying to explain it. They're just alive, okay? Fuck off. And... Nemesis was the personification of that. You learn real quick in Resident Evil 3, uh, the original, that if you try to take on Nemesis in that first battle, I think you can kill him, but more likely than not, you die and you have to restart the whole game over, which is very Mm. taxing. Um, And so, also, most people know this, Resident Evil 3 was not supposed to be Resident Evil 3. Internally, it was considered Resident Evil 1.9. It was supposed to be a guide-in game to hold people off until... Excuse me. The beer's (laughs) kicking in. Until the real Resident Evil 3 um, was made, 
right? And in some cases, that was Code Veronica. In other cases, that was uh, what eventually became Devil May Cry. Um, it doesn't really matter which game it was. The point was Resident Evil 3 was never expected to be anything more than a side budget game to come out in between years of Resident Evil releases. And it also made a contractual obligation to Sony. It became Resident Evil 3 because it was selling like hotcakes. They needed to throw something out and they made it Resident Evil 3. And to this day, mm-hmm. um, they just recently had an interview. Uh, I, I listened to an interview with the director. He was like, like, we were fine with it, but like we didn't do too much to that game once it became Resident Evil 3 and they cranked it out and it sold great. But like looking mm-hmm. back on it, the fans really want to nitpick what Resident Evil 3 is and I don't have a good answer for them because it was never intended to be one of these big, re- big tentpole releases. Um, the reason I bring all that up is because the remake actually seems to make good on that. The idea behind what Resident Evil 3 was originally supposed to be was supposed to be a game you could play over and over and over again and it would be fun. And it would switch up a little bit, but not much. And the whole idea was the mechanics are what you're trying to weave with, right? Like fucking around with Nemesis and fighting him and this and that. And I know a lot of people will say, well, in the new one, the problem is you can like memorize like a lot of the patterns and you'll be fine. Yeah, but ideally you're not supposed to memorize those patterns, right? Like you're not, yeah, if I play any game over and over again, like seven times, I'll start memorizing where things are. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't mean when I play it over and over again, I don't mean the seventh time I play it, seventh time I <clears throat> beat it. Yeah, you really get a feel for that. I also feel that Resident Evil 3's remake was awesome. Like I thought it was incredible graphics. Um, Jill Valentine and Carlos, aside from being just beautiful specimens of the human body, like are also just like very well animated and things like that. A lot of people don't like the way they make Jill look. I think Jill's not a real, like the character model. It's not based off of a real person. She was just created and there's like a, a body double who loosely has the same face that does her movements. And then there's a different person doing her voice, but like. I, I, I love the, the model they created. And like, if that person was real, like I would, I would be very attracted to them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I like what they did with that game and playing through it like five, six times. Like mm-hmm. I got to like it more and more every single time. And like, even now I'm eager to go replay it again. And so believe it or not, the jaw dropping controversial opinion that's going to get me kicked out of the Resident Evil fan club is that I think Resident Evil three remake is my number one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So right smack dab in the middle, we're left with what game? And for a long time, it was Resident Evil four. And here's the cop out. Here's the absolute cop out. I've got to put on the, on the side, but it kind of answers scoops Scooperson's question is eight village may be able to dethrone four as my number two. Oh, I'm tempted to play that game again. There's a lot of things you can unlock the second time around. And I've been playing the mercenaries and getting pretty hooked to that. Uh, I won't be talking about it this week, but I've been playing the mercenaries, which is a lot of fun. Um, that said, in order to really figure this out, I'm going to have to play through Resident Evil 4 again. Uh, I haven't played it in like five years, but I remember really liking it. And my gut says I'm going to like that more than Village overall. Mm-hmm. But then I want to go back and play Village one more time. And so I'm going to try to do both of those games by the end of the year. Um, but for right now, I will tentatively put Resident Evil 4, because that's where my gut's telling me, as number two. 
but Village could dethrone it, honestly. Village is very much in the vein of Resident Evil 4, um, but it's a little more grounded in Resident Evil 2. But it also makes some decisions that uh, could put it ahead of or behind Resident Evil 4. I just don't know quite how I feel. Some of the pain points I recently experienced in Village, I have like vague memories that similar pain points were in 4. And I want to make sure they either were or weren't. So I got to play through 4, and then I will play through Village again um, and hopefully get that done realistically i don't know if it'll happen this summer but I'll, I'll try to get done in the next like six to eight months so right well no definitely in the next six months before the end of the year but yeah so uh tentatively resident evil 3 remake resident evil 4 and then resident evil 1 remake a somewhat boring mildly controversial list the real controversial lists are those psychopaths who are like Resident Evil Zero, <laughs> Code Veronica, and Six. Uh, like those fuckers. Like I don't, I can't. Yeah. I, and I do want to play through Six at some point. Everybody tells me it's terrible. I've only played through one of the four campaigns. Um, I wasn't super pleased with what I played. I played the Chris campaign, so it is what it is. Um, any temptation to play the remakes? I think I've made my opinion of the remakes pretty clear. I like them. I don't know. I like three's remake more than the original three. Two, both the original and remake are great. They're just not, they've just never been my favorites. So. Any uh, temptation to the remakes? Um, I would like to play uh, the two remake. Gotcha. I just haven't gone around to it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Someday I'd be curious to hear. And a, a lot of people are probably wondering why not seven. Um, I don't know why not seven. Maybe seven would replace my number three. I recently played through it and um, struggled a little bit with it, like I said. So it was just a bad time to ask me about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I should stress that uh, almost every single game in the franchise I enjoy while I play it. Like even Zero and Code Veronica, like I thoroughly enjoyed right. them while I played them. So you can't really go wrong with me. Um, we're talking top right now. And it I always find top lists to be arbitrary anyway, not to discredit the question. But because uh, um, mm -hmm. you ask me tomorrow, I might have different answers for you. But. Right. All right, Trees. Well, I've stretched that out about as long as one possibly could. Mm -hmm. So um, with that, uh, what you been playing? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I didn't play crazy amounts this week. You kind know what I mean? I, I went away. I brought my Switch, uh, my my copy of Metopia. I was going to say, I know you've been doing that. <laughs> showed up uh, right before I left. So I, I got to play me some Metopia on vacation. Um, yeah, that game's fantastic. That is a fun, goofy um simple rpg <laughs> um so uh yeah i was sharing some more of my creations with you on uh <laughs> i said because <laughs> i decided to make all video game character me's i think i need and, that yeah one of these as like maybe the, the it might be the album art yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was like i think i I think I wrote you. I said, I said, come on, son. My Master Chief's on point. <laughs> Your Master Chief is what I want to use. Um, yeah. These are all pretty fantastic, but your fucking Master Chief with the skull cap and everything is just... Yeah. It's hilarious. It's just fantastic. 
Yeah, this made me laugh. And then, um, you know, and then I also sent you a picture because uh, I made uh, my Dark Lord Mike Tyson. Dark Lord Tyson. <laughs> yes, you did. Because I said to you, I said, he counts uh, because he's one of the all-time most frustrating video game bosses. Absolutely, he is. Project. So he counts. He makes the cut as a video game character. Um Although I did use another non-video, well, no, he counts too because I was gonna say there was a fat king that I like to eat a lot, and I made him the Burger King, yeah. and <laughs> but he counts. He was, he, a... he was in Sneak King, yes, so he, he was. counts. And big um, bumping or whatever. But what stinks is the title is King, right? So whenever they refer to him, it's King, and so I just had to put make his name Burger, so he's King Burger. Yeah, nice. Whenever they refer yeah, to him, like he it. can't he can't get Burger King. Uh, doesn't work like that. It but I did real like I did realize quickly, Fred, that um, you know I uh, I couldn't use uh, video games for, for every single stand-in. It'd be too too taxing because right. there's a lot of people you have to substitute. So I said, you know, I sprinkle them in, you know, like a Kingdom Hearts deal. You know what I mean? It's not every not every single one has to be a you know <laughs> Disney character. We, we'll mix and match. Some people will be regular, and some will be. Uh, Video game characters, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, my team consists of, though, my main team is me, of course. Sure. Uh, my right-hand man, uh, Kratos. <laughs> uh, we got Sora and we got okay. Zelda. All right. And then and then my horse, I have uh, <laughs> I have Argo from um, Shadow of the Colossus. I picked ah, that horse. Okay. Because yeah. no one ever gives that horse any love. So that's my that's my team. And you know what I really like is because of the new me editor, where you can put wigs and makeup and stickers and shit on them, I was able to go in with my generic Kratos, uh, pre-Ghost of Sparta Kratos, uh-huh. is, all, is all you can make in uh, the me editor. But, I mean, in the original me editor. But in the new one, uh, you know, I can make it, I can make him white, give him the white skin. I can give him the, the red tattoo across his eye. Uh, now you're referring to the Metopia editor, right? Editor, yes. Because I add... we should point out, Trees showed me a bunch of photos. Your your dreadlocks knuckles is also or cornrows knuckles is fucking fantastic. <laughs> but <laughs> Trees is very inventive when he makes me's, and he made these all in the old editor, which is why it's got to be the album art. Um, but then, yeah, well, you get real dynamic actually when you go into Metopia. You start showing me some of those for comparison. Yeah, and those those lose the charm of the Mies when you just start to make up like realistic. That's true. To the, you know what I mean? You lose that goofiness. That they, they <laughs> the reason they're goofy is because they're so dumb looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so fantastic. Though. So <laughs> you're Sonic. Oh my God! It looks like a werewolf like stopped mid. <laughs> Listen, man. That, that was me. That original me editor wasn't meant for stuff like that, <laughs> no, right? It wasn't. You got to improvise and shit. <laughs> I learned that from early days of watching other people on YouTube do it. Is you got to use like sunglasses and move <laughs> eyebrows around and yes. shit like that. You know what I mean? You, you really gotta. It's very well done. I'm gonna. Those will be the album art because it's very well done. You know. So in 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 the main town, there was like a, a lovey dovey couple. So I made that Mario and Peach because that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that is for ma- multiple reasons. The mayor is uh, a du- the dubious mayor, so I made that Eggman. 
or Robotnik, if you will. Uh, so I, I peppered him in, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, the ones I made, made me laugh, though, is when you go into the first main map, uh, there's some NPCs that are like um, more system level, if that makes sense. So one of them is like the person you go to to put your amiibos in. Mm-hmm. And, and originally it's a, it's a, a girl. And she's dressed like Mario, like she has the Mario hat and suspenders on, and she's like Nintendo fangirl. Is her name? Oh, nice! And she loves Nintendo so much that if you bring her to your amiibos, much like Mario Kart and stuff, it would just unlock the themed costume of the amiibo you have. Not all of them, just you know, the ones that are the main ones. Um, so, <laughs> so I made that uh, Miyamoto. Cause I figured that fits in perfect as like, <laughs> okay. so when he, when he squeals and calls himself the ultimate Nintendo fangirl, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and he's dressed like, he's dressed like Mario, like Mario. So that's, that's that actually fantastic. Uh, there's a person with um, a piece of mail around their head. Cause they're the ones that deliver the mail, of course. Okay. And it says under the title, cause they have titles, the ultimate delivery man. So of course I made that, um, Norman Reedus. I made that Sam Porter. So it's a Norman Reedus because uh, he is the ultimate delivery man. So, Absolutely he is. So so you have Norman Reedus squinting away with his head through a fucking envelope. So that's funny. Uh, so stuff like that. I've, I've peppered shit in. Uh, the one I really enjoy is his full guards on top of uh, the first castle you go to. Kind of reminds me very Monty Python-esque. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, so there's four of them. So I made those the, the first person shooter guides so you got you got uh duke nukem you got gordon gordon freeman uh-huh uh you have uh master chief is up there of course master you. chief up there and then i put doom guy i is up there. knew that and was just, coming okay let's wait for named, that <laughs> and i just named him doom guy that's that's um, his name <laughs> and then you know and then when dark lord tyson comes with his gap in his tooth it makes me it makes me laugh <laughs> It just says Dark Lord Tyson. And it's, I was uh, cracking up when you sent that to me originally. Yeah, just just because. <laughs> like I said, you you sent me Dark Lord Tyson, and it looks just like Mike Tyson, frankly. In <laughs> fact, it looks eerily similar to the NES Mike Tyson. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does look pretty good. <laughs> and then you were like, he's Dark... You, you explained it. You're like, he's Dark Lord Tyson because he's like the most brutal of the NES bosses. And I, I just sent you the, the yeah. emoji of the guy like laughing out loud, but like <laughs> with tears in his eyes. But like it was legit my response when yeah. you sent that. Yeah. Listen, uh, half the fun of gaming is to... Uh, make some fun for yourself there also and so you know i'm actually sometimes jealous because i don't think sometimes some games i have nearly as much fun as you do yeah i mean you've known me a long time i i definitely think a little sideways more than other people when it comes to silly shit when it comes to games you know what i mean so it's very well done though like Makes me laugh. Like if I can make myself laugh, then. like people would. I, I guarantee you, people would definitely want to, but maybe even pay to <laughs> go and play your version of Metopia, right? Like, like yeah, I know this is good. true. Yeah. Well, I knew right away. Like, you know, play an hour in, I went, yeah, I can't keep this up. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even it's a I'm full time job. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think I think the uh the video game it's gonna taper off. The farther you get into Metopia, the less video game cameos you shall see. Because at some point when you have to stop production and be like, ah, okay, now who can I it's like I just need to play this game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still got Luigi though. I'm saving him. There has to be a, a, a misunderstood idiot role out there somewhere in this game that I can slot him in. Some sad sack. Uh, you know, so I, I have a few few laying around still. You know, Parappa. There's a spot for Parappa out there. So, uh, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Metopia. Um, trying to think what else about that game. I don't think there's much. I mean, we talked about it before. Just the demo pretty much explains it, what it is, you know. Um, right. My wife was watching me play that day. Uh, she was on the couch with my son, and I was I had it on the TV, and I'm playing. And uh, <laughs> my guy was like, he was doing one of those like outings, and they were at, like a uh, <laughs> they were at, like a movie theater, which I think he was there with Zelda and stuff. <laughs> and uh, this is happening. I see it at the corner of my eyes. My wife just watching it like what the fuck is and she goes and my son looked up there and he goes he goes he said something and she goes yeah that's looks like daddy like my me and i go because that is me it's trees <laughs> <laughs> that is no coincidence you know and uh but like i said with the metopia editor it's fun because i can sort of you know like i went in for sora and and redid his hair you know what i mean to make his hair look a bit more like the sore hair than you can get in the the regular editor. And um yeah, like I said, if you know how to use all those shaders and shit, just like Forza, when the people do the crazy Forza jobs, you're like, how the fuck? That looks airbrushed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they have the so- same sort of tools in this Metopia editor. So yeah, people are doing like really nutty. I was proud when I just got Kratos' tattoo on his head. So I'm right. like I was able to make his his face white, his head white, and give him like the proper tattoo. And I was like, "All right." And I did give Tyson, Dark Lord Tyson, the little swirl tattoo on his head, <laughs> inside of his nice. head. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that game continues to be um fun. Uh, Dead Cell still playing that. Um, Snow Runners uh, fell off of Snow Runners. Snow Runner, Fred. Uh-huh. fell off of that turns out the struggle wasn't worth the rewards in that game oh boy you know listen i like doing sim games but you know listen delivering lumber just doesn't do it for me and uh i figured out how to get my car off my car of the river and stuff though so i figured out that stuff but i was like doing it for a little bit and i was like you know what it's not that <clears throat> this game is bad it's just, I'm just not, I just don't care to be delivering shit anymore. Like, it's not my cup of tea. I like sim games. I like weird sim games. Uh, but this isn't, this isn't one of them. You know what right. I mean? So I, I, I fell off of that. Um, so I, what I did do, Fred, was I turned on my PlayStation. Because, you know, I had my Xbox si- Series X sitting there. I felt, you know what? Let me give this old PlayStation some love. I haven't turned it on in a while. Let me let me dig around again to the PlayStation now. I tried a little bit of that Neo. Played about an hour of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like an easier Bloodborne. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I was like kind of running through I it. Get your point. Um, I was. It gets harder. It. I'm sure it does get hard, but I made it through the whole first castle bit where you escape the castle and all that. And um, but there there was no hooks to it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, there was nothing story wise or character wise or anything that really sort of like I cared about. Mm-hmm. So you know something like Bloodborne, the world and stuff, so odd that it sort of draws you in. Where you're like, "What is you know? I want to see what's going on. I want to explore this, and, and this is so weird." But Neo didn't kind of have any of that, at least as much as I played, it didn't. <laughs> um, uh, but then there it was, Fred. PlayStation Now. There it was, right up my oh, alley. Boy. Car Mechanic Simulator. Uh, <laughs> Go I said, on. <laughs> I said. I said. Now, uh, you know, I don't know anything about cars. I, I'm the one thing I don't know about is cars. Not, you know, I never tinkered with them or nothing. But I do like taking things apart, Fred. You know. Uh huh. So I said, let me see what this game's about, and uh, it is pretty much that. It is, uh, <laughs> it is, it is, it's weird because it's like real simmy, but at the same time, it, it definitely um, holds your hand. So it's like you get a car, right? And you, you diagnosis, it will give you a list of what's wrong with it. Like, my brakes are bad on this fucking thing. Can you check them out? So you bring it in your shop, right? And this is all mostly menu-based. Like, you you walk around your garage and shit like that. But, like, you know, you click on the car, you move it to your lift. Then you lift it up, you get underneath there. And then what you can do is, um, I'm playing on the PlayStation, of course. Uh, you can tell these are PC games, where it's probably much more fluid using a mouse and a clicker, pointer, <laughs> than using a cursor with your PlayStation. But basically, every little part that you scroll over, like, will kind of highlight. So you can zoom in on every little part, and you can analyze them and see like their percentage as far as like wear and tear and the condition. Um, and then you can take those things apart. And when you take them apart, it does like if it has bolts, you got to unscrew each bolt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And take yep. the pieces apart, and they go in your inventory. You can see, you know, and then you can you have a computer that you go to, and you order new parts, and then you put <laughs> it all back together, and then you fucking. I knew a guy named Jesse who quit his job at uh, at a garage because yeah. he had to do all these same things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, it took me uh, three failed oil changes before I realized I had a. Uh, oil, an oil machine that you put under there that drains the oil into it. I just kept draining onto the floor, and uh, I didn't know because the game's not very good. At, it has a tutorial, but basically it walks you around your garage, and when you point at stuff, it tells you what it does, mm-hmm. and that's as far as uh, the tutorial goes. It doesn't walk you through anything as far as, dare I say, Fred, it's almost as if they expect you to know something about cars. It's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Feels a little like that. That's that's. Um, I'm doing a lot of research right now, and that's the gist I'm catching. Yes, 
I also don't want to get your hopes up too much. Mm -hmm. But you should know that in four days on June 8th, Car Mechanic Simulator VR hits Steam. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, matter of fact, as we speak, Fred, <laughs> in my Steam, uh, cars, Car Mechanic Simulator 2021 demo is downloading. All there right? you go. Um, this, I believe, the one that's on PlayStation now is, is it's not numbered on the thing, but I believe it's 2018. Uh, only because I had to look up a tutorial for one of the cars because I couldn't find one of the parts that was supposed to be damaged. And mm -hmm. I had, I literally took apart the whole front end of this fucking thing. And it still was saying there was a part not found that was damaged. So I looked up the tutorial and it was listed as Car Simulator, Car Mechanic Simulator 2018. So um, they're still going. I guess they've been popular enough. And let me tell you something. Fred, I'm I'm hooked. I'm hooked. It has all the shit in it that someone like me likes, right? Um, it has all these little parts to highlight and take apart. Mm -hmm. And when you scan them, you have you have scanners and stuff, so you can scan them and see. Like I said, it will you know just trying to find the different parts and uh, find the brand new shiny parts, right? And then put button it all back up. Fucking, there's something about that. And then. Uh, what it does is what it has a list um, and it will say part not found, like damaged part not found yet. And as you find the ones that damage it, it check marks them on this list. And then, you know, and then when you replace it, it gives you like a green check mark. So, you you know, you check everything off the list and then you turn it in. Um, I saw that. And then you can take it for like test drives and check you, acceleration and stuff like that. Well, what's great if someone if someone brings it in, they say, hey, my you know, my steering feels funny. What you can do is you take it on a test track right out the gate and that will, you go through like a slalom, you go over some bumps, you do the brake and acceleration, and then it gives you a rundown of the parts. It will tell you which ones need replacing. You see? Mm -hmm. um, and today, uh, there's one, and the stories are kind of funny because the person that turns it in will tell you in their like, own words, like what's wrong with it? Like if what a real custom would do. Yeah, and the exactly. dude was just, you know what I mean? And oh, you know, I don't know like, everything about yes. everything, but it sure sounds like my camshaft is uh, really uh, leaning and, into it. Yeah. In this one car that I did today, because I was playing it all day today. Um, so. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and one car that came in, right? It was like, it had no hood. And the paint job was all fucked up and like rusted. It was a piece of shit. And the description was from a kid and it was like, uh, <laughs> I am a, I'm a world-class champion. <laughs> and then it was like driving champion. Then it said like, dot, dot, dot. He's like online. There we go. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, this is my first car, my first real car. And he goes, and the rims stink. It, it's the rims are slowing me down. <laughs> And it says if you could replace my rims and just and just uh, check out my steering, I saw it's pulling to the right or something. So it was funny. This crappy shitty car, and really all you all you wanted to do was put new rims on. It's so fantastic. when you're done, you just got these new rims you bought on this crappy car. It made me laugh. Um, <laughs> so you know what's making me laugh? Guess what the number yeah. one question people are asking on Car Mechanic Simulator VR's boards? What? Is there a version of this that's not in VR? 
And people keep <laughs> posting links to Car Mechanic 2018, which is uh, Car Mechanic Simulator CMS 2018, which is how it's known on Steam. Mm-hmm. And they're like, in one every year since. Why then, are you so. showing me this? Uh, no, actually, I think 2018 is the newest one. I don't think so. There's uh, a bunch of them. Unless they keep releasing packs for them. Because I swear I've seen like 2020. You're right. You're right. I see nineteen. I seen twenty twenty, and there's a twenty twenty one coming out. Now I think there's all tons of. It's one of these games that has tons of DLC, right? Just one of those like train simulated deals where it's like they just released tons of packs for them. No, I think it's been around. They've been making them. So twenty twenty one is no. It lo- they've definitely been making them. Yeah, but it looks like it's twenty eighteen and then twenty twenty one. And the other joke is. CMS 2021 also comes out on June 8th. Oh. So I swear like, it's, you know, yeah. 20 in there somewhere, but... Maybe it's a download pack? I don't know. And again, I haven't be. dug deep enough into no, it. No, no, no. So it has the things I like, Fred, right? Because it's like I'm taking a crappy thing and I'm taking it apart and I'm putting new shiny things on it, right? Um, What's not to love? And you get experience points and then you get these upgrade points experience points and it goes into like a skill tree but what it also does you know it makes you faster at taking stuff apart you can move around faster you get a tablet so you don't have to go to your computer for parts you get like um different um different sort of um analyzes so so you don't need so you can figure stuff out like you know voltage testers and all that stuff but you also upgrade your shop so i just yeah. upgraded and unlocked my repair bench section which means that some parts uh, i haven't done it yet but some parts i won't have to just buy them new like some parts i'll actually be able to depending on my skill level like be able to repair them in the shop so i won't have to Mm -hmm. spend money buying them and then of course you you upgrade all these different sections but one of them is like a paint shop yep i'm looking at that right now and then some and from what you, you have a garage, so you can acquire your own cars at some point. I haven't hit that point yet, but when you find cars, it's like Forza Horizon. Like, you find barn finds and shit, and then you can, like, literally, like, build it from the ground up, paint it and shit. I want to do that shit. Like, I want... Yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on here. My I favorite one so far is Car Mechanic Simulator 2021 has a screenshot of somebody fixing a wood paneled Chevy celebrity from like 1988. Yeah. It's got white wall tires on yes. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, my wife was uh, doing something. She was like, watch me. She was what are you doing? Because it's like, it's like, like uh, when you put in the rims on, uh-huh. like you have a tire machine that you have right. to put it on and yeah. it's slowly like, Yo, it slowly it's, removes it's gonna, the tire yeah. from the rim. <laughs> like like it does, yeah. And you got to do it like four times, and then you got to put the new rim on. And then you put in the tire balance, and it spins it for like fucking 10 <laughs> seconds. My wife was like, what? I, you know, I had, I was taking the shocks off of cars, like the springs, I mean. The springs, the front end springs. Mm-hmm. And the part I had to replace was inside the spring. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And then I realized in the corner of my shop, I had a spring machine that pulls the spring apart. To take, nice. a, yeah. take your springs apart. I didn't know because I'm not a mechanic. Um, 
But once you get it down, you're like, yeah, I'm moving around here. Eventually, you get to do over interiors and stuff. Um, and then the other thing I figured out, Fred, was it flashed on the screen that um, PlayStation Now can work on your PC, can stream to your PC. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. So, so my wife's working today. She's in the office all day in, in my game room. And I'm home from work. And I'm like, fuck. So I I... I Got the old the cheap laptop I bought for her crafts, and I I found the PS Now app. You have to go to the actual uh, PlayStation store, not mm-hmm. like the Microsoft store. You have to find the app, downloaded it, you know, set it up, and sure enough, it it fucking is just you know it it streams the uh, PlayStation Now stuff. So it's not doing a it's not turning on your PlayStation like downstairs and streaming it from there like a, like no it's like, like true PSP. cloud stuff like yes uh, it's just going it's going right to the website so I, I played uh so when you texted this morning I was sitting in bed my laptop on my lap and uh you know playing some uh, car simulator and what I liked yeah. is it tells you it tells you to uh, plug in your PlayStation controller with a USB. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. Like I just I plugged in my control and it just instantly worked. And I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, because it's not like um, Game Pass Ultimate, right? It's not like these are you're not you're not playing a different version of the game that's meant for the PC. You know, these you're just streaming PlayStation right. now. Well, it's to not be fair, store, you've probably you not know? done it, but if you if you game stream Xbox games, they are the mm-hmm. Xbox version as well. Yeah. Well, if you go to Ultimate, like Game Game Pass on your PC, that is those are That's those PC are PC games. games. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. So you know, this this yeah, isn't this a one's like phones, store. right? Yeah. They they Microsoft needs to fix that. They need to be able to let you play the cloud versions if you so desire on your PC. Mm. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. I don't know. I'm guessing that maybe they've just done the study or they haven't done the study mm-hmm. and like the feedback they're getting is that it's better to, you know, install a tangible yep. version on a PC. But there are plenty of people, you're proving it right now, that would like to just like use the cloud version on a mobile device that is not a phone. Mm. Yeah. So. But I mean, I liked it, man. I'm, I, I, Yo, right before I came down to do the show, um, I had taken apart uh, the whole front end of this car looking for a problem. Like the whole steering, the whole suspension, I just dismantled it. And I, it was still saying I was missing two things I haven't found out of everything. And uh, right before I came down, I realized it was two like rubber gaskets on the rear end mm. inside these two uh Whatever the fuck they are, but um, very I felt very accomplished, right? <laughs> so, so I just want to mention something. I was just casually browsing the PlayStation Now list. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've no desire to actually play this game, and you're always just talking about it from like a or well, when you mention it, you're mentioning it from a collector's perspective. But Sonic Adventure One and Two are on there. Oh, I know. I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> See, the <laughs> other one that jumped out at me more. <laughs> Uh, where I'm like, why hasn't he jumped at this? Is Sega Bass Fishing? Yeah. Although I don't know if it's any fun without the Bass Fishing controller. I'm sure it's still fun. 
I mean, you know. fun enough. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all about the I'm all about uh, the Karma King Simulator right now, Fred. And, so, and uh, as well, you should be. I think you should stick be, with this. This cars to be fixed. There's money to be made. I want to upgrade my garage. One must do what one must do. <clears throat> yeah, man. Good times. Good times. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's a bit. That's about it for me, man. That's <laughs> about it. I got nothing else. Oh, Chambra Z2 Chaos. That game's not worth a moment of your time. Anyway. All right. Well, you trees. sound like you. You sound like you've done a lot. Uh, I did a lot, but like in a very limited capacity, is how I'll say it. So, first and foremost, finished uh, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, that okay. game's very fast when you're on New Game Plus and fully leveled up. You don't have to engage with any of the side content and just burn through the game. I forgot how good that game is, uh, and I sang its praises last week, so just want to let people know I finished it. And then I said, I could jump right into Miles Morales, but I think I should cut the fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. So I cut the fatigue with Mass Effect, uh, <laughs> Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I played a little too, but I, I knew you were going to talk about it, so I said I just wait till you. Yeah, to and and first and foremost, there's two discs. We joked about this when we got it because the steel book only holds one of the discs. Right. You get an installation disc, which is disc two, and then you get a uh, uh, whatever they call it, the initiation disc or whatever, which is disc one, which is what if you buy a disc copy, that's what you need to have in the drive when it runs it. Mm-hmm. And so it was really funny. I was like, okay, well, disc two is the installation disc. So before I got started, I put in disc two and it goes, uh, this isn't the right disc. Put in, put disc, in disc one. one. Yeah. I, did and I put the same in disc thing. one and I was like, okay. So it installed disc one and it updated. And then when I got into the game, it goes, okay, Mass Effect one is installed. Do you want Mass Effect two and three? It's like on the main launcher. And right. I said, yes, install Mass Effect 2. And then it started downloading something. And then I go, you know okay, what? install Mass Effect 3. And it started downloading something. And then it completed. And then I restarted the game without putting in the installation disc ever or ever being prompted for it. And it worked. And all three games are on there now and they all launch. And so I was like... I, s- <laughs> I seen you tweet about this. <laughs> See, I had, never, I had never clicked on the other two. So yeah, I didn't know that, yeah. you know, I just assumed that was what the other disc right, was yeah, for. Yeah, no. No, I, I we don't quite know the use no, case. No, I don't know what's on there, but never Me get rid the of it. collective internet, um, we think it might be if you're using a original Xbox One console, but then somebody wrote to me and said, no, I have the Xbox One, did the same thing. Well, that's that's what I'm using, yeah. so... I don't know. Uh, but but, but I didn't, possibly you haven't installed two or three, so maybe will, it'll ask you for the disc. I will but, try it this week then. We just think that maybe it's if you're offline. Really? Yeah, because it is selling the Legendary Edition, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you're offline, Uh, it lets you install it because you can sue them for false advertising if you can't. Mm -hmm. But if you're online, it'll let you download the newest updated version so they want you to be able to download that version. I think that's what they're doing. But... um, so jumped into it. You got to be very careful with how archaic that game is. But if I hadn't known you could do this stuff, like that game really wants you to just jump in as a human shepherd that is a soldier, right? Like that, that is the default. And hmm. when you're setting up your character, you got to go like, no, I want to make some manual changes in order to switch it up. So I switched mine up. I think I'm a Vanguard. 
Um, I think that's what I am too. That's trying to remember what those abilities are, but it's mostly like pistols, shotguns, and then you've got like biotic stuff. Right. That's what I told you. I said, that's the only way to play. And you said, oh, you disagree. I do disagree, but, but I'm playing it now and I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. <laughs> so Listen, you lift people up and you shoot them while they're in the air. Simple. See, I've never used lift or throw you need or whatever. The, you, need, you need those two. They kill I them instantly. warp and throw from time to time, but very rarely. I mostly just oh. run in there like a fucking madman with a shotgun. <laughs> oh. It I look people too. up and shoot them with throne. Throne is awesome. They go flying. You kill them. Throw has some cool uses. And I got to get the achievement. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I, and I played through it. And um, Mass Effect 1, I feel like, uh, you know, and, and people are talking about this already where the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is really just to resell it to people who played these games already. I thoroughly agree that that's what they are. That said, I don't care. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a bad thing in my eyes. Um, But what I will say is, uh, playing through this again, a lot of people say it's really slow, but, like, for me, it's fascinating because I didn't pay much attention the first time through, and I only played this game once when I played the original Mass Effect. And um, taking in all of the origins of all these races again, like, I kind of loosely knew, but to really get into it, and I know I get into it even more with the newer races that are present but we really like salarians and stuff like that they're present but we really dig into their history more once we have characters like morden and stuff and the team um but the the whole motley crew thing's great um really digging into like tolly and the geth all over again and rex and like what the um i'm trying to remember was it the salarians that like screwed with their reproductive and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just a lot of that stuff is really fascinating to listen to. Um, A lot of people like absolutely hate Ash, Ashley, because she's racist, Mm -hmm. right? She is the conservative, um, she's the conservative like uh, GOP American, right? She's the Trump supporter, really. Like she's xenophobic. She is religious. She has lots of family and like impressions as to how the galaxy has changed for the worse. And I know people think she's a complete and utter shitbag, but I am just fascinated in engaging her with conversations and seeing what's going to come out of her fucking mouth. <laughs> so, um, but like, I don't know. There's just a lot of different things going on. I'm not so eager. Uh, I, I, the other thing I will say is I'm not playing this. I'm playing this game more fast and loose which actually is liberating because the first time through, I wanted to be a paragon, of course, you know, the, the fount of perfection. And then in the second game, it was all about making sure I nailed the suicide run without losing anybody, which I did first time through. So now it's like, Oh, I don't really care about those factors. So Mm -hmm. like I'll do some renegade behaviors. Right. And I will do, um, you know, uh, just various things, or I will, I'm trying to bone both Ash and Liara at the same time. Um, and the biggest reason I'm trying to do that is remember I used to be a femme Shep. Now I'm doing a male Shep. So when I was femme Shep, I was role playing what I would be like as a female. When I'm male Shep, I'm like, Oh, let me be, I really am leaning into, let me be the captain Kirk of this weird hodgepodge hybrid, Right, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, Star Wars, mm-hmm. melodrama, right? 
And so um, maybe even a little Firefly mixed in. But like I'm I'm really having a time just uh, kind of being whoever I want to and making decisions that are less calculated. They're more instinctual and in the moment and uh, having a good time with that. So um, but I put 15 hours in. Um, so spent a lot of time with it. And remember, I put mm-hmm. another like probably five hours since we last talked into Spider-Man to finish it up. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, but uh, I've been doing just tons of side content. I've basically gone to all the star systems and all that's really left is to go to the two main areas of the Geth and then start doing the mainline campaigns, mm-hmm. which aren't very long. Right, like you could streamline and mainline your way through that game, especially if you put it on easy to adjust the difficulty where you don't have to mm. worry about doing the grinding of leveling up so that you can beat some of the levels. Like, you know, you could probably knock that game out in like seven to ten hours. Um, I'm doing it a little longer. I'm doing all the campaign stuff mm-hmm. until I'm bored, but I bet I get to about twenty hours before I really start mainlining the main campaign, and then it's probably like what five to ten hours to the end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I got the crew because I already went you got and got the whole crew. Her. Yeah, I did her her. You know, there's three main sort of mission planets you go to, and they they let you choose. You know, that was the open worldness of it. Like, which planet you want to go to now? It's your choice, Shepard. You know, mm-hmm. or really, you go and you get her first. Yep. And then the, what? One's a colony planet, right? And then I don't remember what the other one is. Um, I just remember jokingly saying one's ice and one's fire. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. I remember one was like a colony planet that you Yeah, that's know. probably true. I still haven't done the main ones. It's like Novaris or whatever, and yeah. the other one starts with an F. But like I've done everything but that. Like I've yeah, taken was... out like the Ze- the Geth outpost and I've yeah, gone and saved even... Earth's moon and, and like things like that. So I haven't done any of that. I was I haven't put crazy hours into it. I, I flew around some of the solar systems and and mining some of the planets. Sure. You know, right, there's a, right there's a some, side mission for that, so. Yeah, you know, there's tons of side missions for that nonsense. Like, you're mm-hmm. always, you know, if you talk to people, you're constantly getting little, yeah. like, hey, when you're out there, can you look for this missing crew and shit? So when you're out doing those little survey things, you run into that shit. And mm-hmm. eventually you gather them all up and you're like, right, I got to get back to the Citadel and, like, turn these fucking things in. You know what I mean? Like, yep. So, um but, you know, the, I think the last time I played, I was roaming around and I ran into like a big space worm and it killed me, you know, when I was in my On a planet? Yeah, yeah. I was right around oh, in the Mako. That was probably big worm. You run into them more than once. Yes. Okay. So they're all over the place. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what they're called because I killed a couple of them. Yeah. I, um, I, I killed them, but this one just happened to kill me and it did the like. And then and you I was like, ah. to the last time you saved, yeah. and you're like, and I was I'm like, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I definitely did. I had played enough for that night, and I was like, you know, I heard that sound enough. Like, there are a couple of Geth ambush ambushes where I'm like, oh fuck, yes, yeah, oh yeah. fuck you. So, you get to the top of a mountain, and then they ambush you, and you're like, oh, so, okay. And the I mean, Mako, I, the Mako has been improved, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of shit. <laughs> did it always have two boosters on it? Like it has a forward booster where you can like go forward, but then it has underneath boosters where you can sort of hover. Did it always so have? I only that? know the underneath boosters, the A ones. So it has a turbo now too, different one. Where is that at? It's what button the, do you push? It's the yeah. other shoulder button. What oh, do you, you hit? Use shoulder the, buttons. I'm using A and B. 
maybe it's those, but one of them is boost you from the back so you can go fast. Huh. And then the and the other boost is the rocket sun. You know it's landing, like when it drops you off on the planet, you see yeah. the little unmeet boost. It's those. Yeah, because those I, are what I've been using. So I was hitting those because I thought I had they were the forward boosters. And my 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 thing just kept going sideways, right? Because he's hovering yeah. off the ground. And then I didn't realize I had forward. So you have forward boosters too. Two I wish different- I'd known that because that helps you get up the side of certain mountains. Yes. I got to give its traction credit. The moment you hit like a patch of anything that's not like solid rock, you can grab it and just climb up with it. So yeah. it's pretty amusing. But um, what they definitely changed was the combat. Like it's all the same systems and it's probably a lot of the same dice rolls on in terms of damage. Mm-hmm. But the precision, they they removed that one variable where like your aim or precision or whatever, your accuracy was like a dice roll as to how it affected your ability to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't affect your ability to hit somebody. It affects your damage. And so it plays more like a shooter than the original Mass Effect did. And that helps me bridge the gap. So I'm playing it on normal and I'm not challenged. <laughs> no, I I played the original so much that I wasn't challenged anyways. Like I knew it so well that <clears throat> yeah but i'm listening to a lot of gamer podcasts and people are struggling with the normal difficulty of this game well yeah i don't know they must be acting too aggro or or what i don't know yeah lots they of people must. are like oh i just quit it and just it, one thing that people are doing which kind of breaks my heart and i'm guessing will for you as well because i think you really enjoyed the original is they're just speeding through it no side missions playing it on easy and they're just in a hurry to get to mass effect 2 which plays like a shooter and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah but i didn't like the fact that mass effect 2 played more like a shooter there were plenty of things to like about mass effect 2 but that wasn't one of them like no. it was like oh fuck you made it gears of war also like i don't even yeah i don't i I don't even know if it's to get to two. I think people just like to get through shit. Regardless. Yeah, and that may be it too. And I'm like, that's fine. But what the fuck are you playing this for then? Like, I guess here's what I'll say. People who are rushing through that stuff and you play games how you want to. But to me, you're going to a steakhouse where you're playing, paying 150 bucks for like a world-class chef to make you a beautiful Kobe beef steak. And then you're putting ketchup on it and you're eating it in like five minutes. And then you're like, can we get the check? I got to get home and shit. And it's like, okay, well, why did we come here? I could have taken you to Chili's. You'd have been Mm -hmm. fine. Like, I I don't understand this. Um, You just bought a game that is tons of game for 60 bucks. Why wouldn't you savor it? Why wouldn't you take your time? The idea that people are play, playing one, two, and three back to back, like leaving one and then immediately jumping into two, like unless you are savoring it and enjoying continuing that story as one cohesive whole, sure. But otherwise I'm like, no, like this is not a race to beat the trilogy in 30 hours and then just high five somebody and move on. Like uh, that mentality of like just grinding through games just drives me nuts. Yeah, it I think really when I does. played, when I originally played one, I think I probably talked to every person you could talk to. Yeah, you know? and I'm I'm playing through it that way. I still do. Yeah, was I um, was I right though? Is I uh, Captain Anderson the most jacked up looking person you've ever seen? Oh yeah, he's been through a lot. I don't know what like, they did. <laughs> yeah, like 
He's got like weird blemishes and pock marks and stuff. Like he's <laughs> he looks worse than he's when tasted I played life and not in like a scarred way. He's not got the right kind of scars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Rex has the right kind of scars. Yeah. Even with Donnie's like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> yeah. And I'm so, old. So like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's the one standout of like. Mm, he don't look right. <laughs> when I had completely forgotten the Joker's got this fucked up chip on his shoulder because he's got that weird bone thing. Yeah, he's, a, he is fr- he's like Mr. Glass. Yeah. He's, got a- <laughs> he's like, I gotta watch myself extra careful when I go to take a piss, you know? And I'm like, you know, this is that clever writing that Bioware was so known for. Because where else did you see that in 2007? Like, you mm-hmm. just didn't. Well, they also didn't have to animate him doing anything you see yeah but like the dialogue like it's just very cleverly written the writers Mm -hmm. were doing some good stuff in that game yeah i know yeah Yeah. well and i i do love people who criticize ash for being kind of xeno being completely xenophobic and um being kind of like very conservative like religious and stuff like that it's like do you really think that in the future in this world where all these alien races are together that you don't fucking see that and why does nobody talk about the fact that like oh what is it um what is garris's race i don't know why I always turians yep, okay turians the turians are turbo racist towards uh humans yeah they tried to kill them all yeah like like, come on, guys! Like, the, it's 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 unrealistic to assume you're not going to have someone like that on your crew, and I do think it adds an interesting dynamic as you try to navigate that, right? And of mm. course, I like to fuck with the dynamic, right? So this is my little role playing thing. But after I found that out from Ash, I never deploy her without an alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And yeah, right now, as I'm trying to bone both Ash and Liara, I love to deploy them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't do much in this game. Like, this game didn't have those hooks in there. But in the sequels, yeah. they do, right? Mm-hmm. Things like who you've slept with and who's got what relationship with you and what their history is, is way more dynamic than it yeah. was in the first game. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, all the characters are pretty good. Like the Caden guy. He's uh, he's like one of the first people that buy like the biotics in him. Yep, and he gets the and headaches the, like he I gets do. A headache. Yeah, he gets the headaches. He's like, you know, and there's, you know, there's actually one mission where you run into, uh, on a planet, where it's a bunch of those like I forget what they call. They have names, right? They're like T ones or something. they have some name. Oh I can't yeah, remember they're what they the S twos or whatever. Whatever they are, they have a name, and <clears throat> you run into a group of them that have like defected and they're holding like a. Uh, counselor hostage yep i've done that because one. you know and it's almost like a vets thing right because he it's didn't like do the, reparations for them yes and they've, they've been forgotten and they haven't been like medically taken care of and stuff it's yeah there's some deep shit in there you know and i think that was the fucked up one where there's one of them i did where there was a hostage situation and this is something i've never understood about mass effect but like i have both the charm and intimidates fully filled Mm-hmm. And I couldn't pick either of those options with this guy. Yeah, I don't think you can. I think yeah, I don't think you can save him. And so I was just like, all right, fuck it. And I shot him. I said, mm-hmm. if you try to murder him, I'm gonna kill you. 
Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right. Then I shot him. <laughs> and people were like, oh, my God. And then the the guy's like, oh, thank you for saving me. And I said, oh, no, no, no. You're under arrest, too, fuck not. Like, <laughs> no. you don't get a pass on this. And I love that they they accounted for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they knew that was going to be there. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying that. I fucked up the interviews with the reporter. <laughs> Mm. They were like, it didn't come out well. And I was like, well, I didn't answer the questions I didn't think I should answer. Um, And I did answer the questions directly that I thought I should. And if the public didn't like it, then that's Mm -hmm. the public's impression of me. But uh, anyway, I am thoroughly enjoying that game. And like I said, all I've got really left to do, I've got a handful, like three or four side missions left. And then Mm. it's just the main campaign. So... I feel I feel funny now with my my Series X sitting there. It's almost like I I want to put all my Xbox stuff on hold until I move. You know, I respect I move that. Everything you over. Want to. So who knows? Who knows how long my my car mechanic simulator will keep me busy? <laughs> so I'm hoping to beat Mass Effect, and then I will actually switch over to Miles Morales. I want to nice. uh, play through Miles Morales. We've also got some uh, heated up stuff coming next week, um, and I'm going to mention it now because next week I might be talking a little bit about E3 as it, you know, next week's episode will be right before the weekend of E3. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, next Friday, we get Ratchet and Clank through the Nexus. Yeah. So. Rift, Rift Apart. Uh, oh, it's Rift. a Rift Apart, isn't it? Rift Apart, yeah. Into the Nexus is a game that's already out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be grabbing that. Uh, not going to get a disc version. I... I went to a GameStop or something today and it seemed like a pain in the ass to like pre-order it. And then I was like, do I even know which GameStop I want to drive out to next Friday and I'll be on call? Do I even want to jack with it? And then I went to Target and they were like, well, you got to pay it fuller. And everybody was doing the same thing. Well, normally it would be easy to find, but now we can't promise what's going to be in the store the day of. And I'm like, yeah, that's the state of the world right now is everybody wants tangible goods. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to buy it digitally. It's easy. I download it. Right. I don't have to worry about inventory, yada, yada, yada. So hopefully I'll start that um, when it comes out. I definitely want to play it in June. But um, I'll just see where I'm kind of at. But I think things will line up, especially with Miles Morales being shorter, that I will be close to or ready to start uh, into the Nexus. Um, or, geez, I did again. Rift Apart. Um, uh, when it comes out. Um, and then, uh, of course, like I said, Miles Morales, I'm ready to start. That's shorter. Um, so, uh, but but that's scare quotes shorter, right? Like, who knows what that actually means. So Right. So we'll see. Um, and also next week, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, the free update if you own. The oh. PS Plus version doesn't update, but I have the disc copy of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII. That updates, um, and you can play the 60, 4K60 version. Nice. Starting next week. I definitely want to play Final Fantasy VII. That one may hold till July, but I'm playing it this summer, man. Mm. That remake, I definitely want to play Yeah. It, so... I think my summer's kind of spoken for at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did play two other quick games, Trees. I played some VR games. Okay. Love yeah, VR games. Yeah, yeah. And pretty varied VR games. So first I played was uh, I played uh, Psychonauts uh, oh. and the Rhombus of Ruin. Okay. On PSVR. 
This is a uh, controller game. This is not a PS Move game. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sure you can use the Move, but I used a controller. Um, And it is not what I expected. It is a point-and-click adventure. Oh. So getting back to the roots. It was written by Tim Schafer personally. So it is in the Psychonauts universe. It does kind of assume you know Psychonauts, but it also does like a quick refresher and some background on what the whole concept is. So you don't necessarily need to. Um, and, uh, the puzzles are pretty straightforward. There are a couple of times where I was like, what in the hell am I supposed to do? But if you jack with enough things, you eventually figure it out. Game's very clever and funny. Um, but, uh, so it's the usual stuff. Um, but the idea that it like bridges the gap between Psychonauts 1 and 2 is a little laughable to me. Okay. Because it's not, I don't think this is a pertinent part of plot and a five-minute cutscene could <laughs> just knock it out right there. Mm. So it's just to be back in that world and have some fun in VR. Uh, they do some fun stuff with scale and playing around with things, honestly. Um, but I'm not a huge point-and-click adventure fan. So it was just so-so for me. All right. so. Well, how, how did the VR work, though? Like, What did it look like when you're in there? Was it just looking down at... So you don't actually move around the environment. Okay. So you're always in a scenario. They always find a scenario where you're Raz in the first person. Mm-hmm. And you're either seated in a chair or you're buckled into something. Oh, or it's, so it's first person. Yes. Ew, I thought it was more like a like a moss type situation. No, no. Okay. There's not a single hint of platforming or walking around at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is weird because cutscenes and screenshots I'd seen suggested that it was. Um, but no, there are a couple of third-person cutscenes where you see that kind of stuff, but they're just cutscenes. Um, mm. And so what happens is you have the ability to jump into other people's minds, like that's a Psychonauts staple. And when you do that, that's kind of how you move around the environment, is you jump right. mind to mind and person to person. But you can fully look around and stuff like that. They have some fun with it. You are um, largely underwater for a decent portion of it. And uh, you get to see things from some... They do some crazy stuff with perspectives. Um, an easy example I can name is you become a flea. And then you can see the whole world as uh, you're a flea. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, so they have some fun with it. It is classic Tim Schafer. And uh, it had some interesting boss battles and stuff too. So... Um, Probably take you 90 to 120 minutes. I want to say it took me just around an hour 45 to finish it. So, hmm. um, but enjoyed it. Had some good times with it. No real desire to play it again. Although right now with um, my sinuses and um, and uh, 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 um, allergies, I tend to only be able to play the headset for one to two hours and then I start getting a sinus headache. Uh, and it's just having the earbuds in plus the Mm -hmm. uh, headset it's not the headset's fault Um, so that was the first game I played the second game I played was The Inpatient are you familiar with The Inpatient? no this is from um, what is it Supermassive Games or whatever the people who made Until Dawn and this is the prequel so have you ever played Until Dawn? yes Okay, so in Until Dawn, you go to uh, if you the Mike character spends several chapters in an institution that yes. has been abandoned. Mm-hmm. 
this puts you in that institution when it was active. Oh. So you are an inpatient in there while it's active. And it does some very cool, slick narrative things. Read some reviews beforehand and people were like, I can't really recommend this. Because I was trying to talk myself out of playing it one night. I don't know why. (laughs) And then I read some reviews and especially they were like, well, it's not very scary. It's not really horror per se. And it's kind of guided. And the one thing I will say you do in this trees is it's first person and you do move around. So there's a good chance of nausea stuff. And there's Mm -hmm. even parts where you're in a wheelchair and they push you through part of the facility. Yeah, Yeah, so you've got some risk of nausea there with that. I didn't hit it, so I'm still somehow immune to nausea only in PSVR, though. Like, I've always experienced it in other headsets. I don't know what's going on. Um, But I was pretty free of it in the inpatient. But I had some mild hints of like, oh... My brain is saying, this is weird. We're seeing something that doesn't match what we're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this is another one where I used a controller instead of the move controllers. Every review I read said, tried it with both, use the controller. Okay. So the one thing they do that's decent is when you turn around and stuff like that. They also did this in Vader Immortal, is it rotates in 30 degree intervals. So you, oh yeah, so you don't get sick. Uh, no, it's to prevent you from getting sick. You just That's like the, slowly move yeah. instead of a smooth yeah. motion. Yeah, so you don't, yeah. 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 Um, trees, I had to nope the fuck out of this game about 70 minutes in. Oh, yeah? This game, I know I have always said I'm looking for scary-ass games, and I have done some pretty intense shit that's apparently way more scary. People say Russia Blood is way more scary than The Inpatient. I don't know if it's just the right kind of tricks they're doing in this game. It's not a lot of jump scares. It's a lot more of like, oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. Walk down that hallway that looks like you don't want to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go into that door that just had a loud sound come out of it, and uh, you can hear some weird breathing in the darkness. Now go in there. Something about, like, the fear of the unknown that they do over and over and over in this game And it just (laughs) gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies in ways there just aren't names for. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I almost want to talk about them. I just worry about, do you care? Will you ever play this game? I never play it. I don't don't play scary games that aren't in VR, let alone in VR. All right, I'm watching the timer. I'm going to talk for less than five minutes, but if you don't want to have mild spoilers for the first half of The Impatience, about two hours long. I'm going to have to nut up and finish this game, but uh, for the next, uh, we'll we'll do for the next five minutes. Uh, Skip ahead five minutes if you you don't want to experience this. I'll try to put the time codes in there too. So there's a scene early on where you're just walking down a hallway that's all green in the dark and you see like a person off in the distance and he kind of walks off to the left and you can pick whether you want to go left or right. But right when you get halfway down the hallway, they have him just like appear screaming in your face and it makes this loud ricocheting sound through all the ears and he's just all up in your fucking face. Now to me, that's like a jump scare, but it's also very jarring. Yeah. It's very disorienting, honestly. <laughs> like it was, it it made my heart rate like triple its pace, and that's not the kind of scary I like. No, 
<laughs> yeah, there's a later area that is the kind of scary I like where you're like walking through and all of a sudden like lightning strikes and the power goes out and then the, when the lights turn back on, there's dead bodies strewn around everywhere. And yeah. there's like a dead bloody stripped of some of her flesh nurse who's just like staring you in the face. No, I don't like that. I'm sure you wouldn't, but like that's a little more my speed, which <laughs> probably sounds odd. <laughs> yeah. But there's another scene where like you're... Uh, so the, the <laughs> plot of the game... You're, you're in a room in an institution. All of a sudden, you get this random roommate out of nowhere. Like, you don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene early on where he walks up to, like, yell at um, the nurse to, like, come. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything changes. The background gets dark. And the eerie music comes in. And his head slowly turns with the neck bones cracking 180 degrees and stares right at you with his head around back the wrong way. And he kind of like starts tilting it and looking at you weird. And there's this real high violin sound, but like he's not doing anything, right? And then he just starts like looking at you just really weird. And then it like flashes back. So like nothing happens, but like that shit just gives me the willies. I don't know. Yeah. And there's Sounds just like- there's just a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of like walking down a hallway and all of a sudden the power goes out and then they're like, there's two doors left and right, open one up. And when you open either one of them, you just hear really uncomfortable sounds. And one, it was like rough, like demonic breathing, like kind of like what Doom was trying to do when you'd walk through rooms and be like, yee, you know, but it was like the more really modern, well-produced, creepy breathing of something that just you know isn't human and you uh in this particular one you saw glowing red eyes in the distance of the darkness Mm. but the game will not continue unless you fucking walk in there and then i decide to go the other way and the other way you hear wet squishy sounds like some human being is literally being torn apart hand by hand and that was completely dark And so they just do this over and over and over again. And it was really getting to me. I was doing this at like one in the morning downstairs on a weeknight, like two nights ago. And I was just like, I need to nope the fuck out of this. And I had to read like what, a couple um, of issues at, of Spider-Man to like get over it. I'm like looking at pictures of it. Is this set like in the 50s or something? Yes, I'm looking at like the way people mm-hmm. are dressed. Okay. Yeah, I think until dawn, they revealed that it was like 60 years in the past. So it's like. And when did Until yeah, Dawn come out? Like 2010? So like 2013, Yeah, it was supposed to be modern day. So yeah, it's like 55, I think. They do, actually, I think they give you a date. I think it's 63. So, and you've played Until Dawn, right? So just to wrap up yeah. before the spoilers end in 20 seconds, or in 30 seconds, you know, there's the Wendigos. And the whole reason mm-hmm. the asylum shut down was the Wendigos get loose in the asylum. And that's when I had to nope the fuck out when, like, that started up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> great. Because all of a sudden the door opens and you can go out there, but you know they're out there. But they're like, well, there's only one way to go. You have to do it. And I was like, nope. So are, are you so are you walking around on your own, though? It's not, mm-hmm. like, on rails or anything, right? Nope. You so are you can explore on your own. There is an stuff. early scene. Uh, so... For the record, the spoilers are done for what I was talking about. Anything I'm talking about here is just intro stuff that is not a spoiler. So if you were trying to fast forward through mm-hmm. spoilers, you're safe now. Um, there is an uh, There are some intro scenes and a couple of other scenarios that happen 
where you are either strapped down uh, to a wheelchair or something like that and you're being led. It's very early on. Mm -hmm. A majority of the game takes place in two scenarios, uh, at least in the first half. Uh, You are either in your room wandering around and exploring or you are in a dream state where you have open access to the whole uh, floor you're on. And it's a veritable haunted house, basically. Sounds wonderful. I I don't know, but it's just funny. I read all the reviews and all these game reviewers are like, it's not scary. It's stupid. It's this, that, or the other. The story's got me pretty compelled, especially because I know where it's going because I've played Until Dawn. And Mm. I know what this end game's going to (laughs) be. And it's scaring the shit out of me. I'm just going to be straightforward. Man. Yeah, it's it's more intense than I ever imagined, especially after reading reviews. Yeah, yeah, and maybe Sweat. it's just maybe it's just one of those things where like traditional horror just doesn't get me, and like these weird off kilter versions of how to scare people is really just getting under my skin. But it is making my skin crawl when I'm playing it. It really is. I'm uncomfortable, physically oh. uncomfortable with moving forward with certain parts of that game. Man. Yeah. So yeah, you won't catch me anyway in anything like that. So, <laughs> so I'm good. Go. I'm good. There's oh and it's it's built for multiple playthroughs, right? With the butterfly effect and stuff. And I'm like the oh, idea good. that I will play this game more than once, even the so that's the other thing, is that even though I know what they're gonna do now, I still don't want to do it again. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to do that again. I don't care Ugh. if I know it's coming. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, this is not a game that relies on specifically jump scares. I'm sure Mm -hmm. they're there and you know, there are examples I can name, but that's not the purpose of this game. The purpose of this game is to get under your fucking skin, which is exactly what it's doing to me. So I'm guessing most game press people are either soulless or lying. Mm. And I don't really care which it is. So, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to fight my way through the inpatient. And then uh, I realized, so I've got two games left trees. I'm sorry, but I'm going to try to get through these in the next week or two. Um, not that you're probably not at the bit to get your PSVR back now that you got the Xbox, but I do feel like I've had this for quite some time. I need to get this back to you. Um, no, no. but what's left is Arizona Sunshine, and uh, I forgot about Super Hot. I bought Super Hot VR, so oh, I yeah, yeah. want to play that because I thoroughly enjoyed Super Hot. Now I want to give it a go. Th- that one's definitely a two-move controller thing for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So, so yeah, I'll be I'll be playing through those uh, in the near future. Um, but uh, I gotta suck it up, mm-hmm. put on my big boy pants, and get through uh, the inpatient. So. <laughs> Yeah, take your time with that. I'm not playing anything on it, so. Oh, I know. I feel no pressure, but I I do want to wrap it up. So, but uh, yeah, but I also am not going to run through them, right? Like I'm not rushing my way through it. Uh, The good news is that most VR experiences are guided, so you can't really rush through them anyway. (laughs) Get get your hands on that Tetris effect. Yeah, and I'm going to see. I don't think there's a demo, but I'm going to just see if I can find creative ways to get my hands on it. and if not, I might just bite the bullet and just download it and play it once. So, <laughs> once it's on Game Pass, but like it'll eventually go away, right? So, 
may as well own it. But well, that won't work on your PlayStation VR though. No, that's what I mean. That's the version I'll own is the PS4 version because mm-hmm. Tetris Effect works even if you don't have PSVR. Which well, the is, Game Pass yeah. version's different, right? Ain't that ain't that Tetris Effect connected or something, right? It's Isn't got the online it? stuff, but like I'm gonna fucking play against people online, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. It's not going to happen. So it's, it's essentially the same game. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't really care where I own Tetris Effect. And I probably should with the amount of time both my wife, or sorry, my wife, daughter, and me are all playing that game on the regular. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I, 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 I absolutely owe it to that studio um, to, uh, to purchase that. Mm. So Miyazaki's a genius. Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, but that's, that's what I've been playing. That's good. It's a good chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Varied experiences. Thoroughly enjoyed all of them. Even the impatient, even though it's scaring the fucking bejesus out of me. Like, I guess I'm enjoying that. I like being scared. I -hmm. get a rush from being scared. And so even if it's, if it's really freaking me the fuck out, like I do like it. Like I find myself drawn back to that stuff, mm. um, but uh, but not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. That's so. funny. Alrighty, well then I guess we'll call it to a close. E three's next week, so mm. next weekend. Really? So um, I'm not hype or anything like that yet. There's just been very little information about it, but uh, um, you know maybe we'll talk. About, we should talk about it a little bit next week. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I'm sure, I'll see something on it. So yeah, yeah. So I'm trying not to get spoiled on anything, but uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, oh, the other thing was uh, f- uh, one last thing. I just want to mention. Uh, I need your opinion on this, trees. This is your opinion and your opinion alone. You are going to okay. be the master of my uh, of of my future. So right. I absolutely want to play Far Cry Six when it comes out. Yep. And the reason why is absolutely hilarious. Your mascot is a wiener dog with half of his body blown off and it has a wheelchair toolkit. Yeah. (laughs) And he's adorable. Uh, But I refuse to pay the $120 uh, price point for just the 10-inch figure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I I was willing to pay that if it came with the game, but it doesn't even come with the game. Oh. Yeah, Ubisoft does that thing where they give you the collectibles but no game. Uh, That's what that is. And what's even better is the dog's name Chorizo, which is uh, Mexican sausage. <laughs> right. Being a wiener dog. So I adore him. And there's already some Etsy chicks who are making pillows of him. And not like creepy body pillows, like throw pillows with Chorizo uh-huh. on it. And they're like 20 bucks. So I'm seriously considering spending 40 bucks to get a pair of Chorizo pillows. <laughs> um, but I need to play that game when it first comes out. But that means I need to just get a little bit more in the Far Cry mood and I need to do it as like a side project over the summer before I move into six. So the question is, and I think I know the answer, but I want your take. It's either Far Cry 5 or Primal. I haven't played Primal and Primal does have FPS boost. So you make Mm -hmm. the decision. Am I playing Far Cry Primal or am I playing Far Cry 5? Well, that's a tough one. Right, but because is it? no one, uh, well, it is depending on what you if you want to get in the Far Cry 6 mood, yeah. I mean, Primal is quite a departure from that because it's not but maybe even, that's a good thing, 
It is. I mean, if you play five, you might be burned out on the guns and open world thing. Right. So is Primal yeah. more linear? No, uh, Primal's pretty or, open. It, it's but just, it's just I, far enough removed? Well, I just mean the the weapons and stuff. I mean, there's no guns, right? It's, it's a very it's good like, point. Yeah. It's you're not even in the same sort of wheelhouse. I mean, you're doing the Far Cry stuff as far as, you know, towers and taking over this and that sure. and territories. But but that's what I'm there for. So there's like. no there's no guns or anything. So have you played um, five? No, but I no I I okay. when that game came out I was like burned out on Far Cry. Yep. And then when I started hearing about it, it sounded kind of like more of the same. Sure. So but I kind and then and then I was hearing that uh, people didn't like it as much that it wasn't. So people said they really wanted people to lean into the cult. I, I was listening to some of the interviews lately and like now that they're saying Far Cry 6 is political, mm-hmm. everyone's like getting real picky about it. And I'm like, see, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't because they said it was, they said five wasn't political and you're like, well, it's mm-hmm. a religious cult. How is it not political? So then they're like, all right, fine. Six is political. And they're like, well, now I have 17 answers you need to give me as to how it's political. Otherwise, I don't feel like you did it political for the right reasons. And it's like, see, like you guys are thinking too much about a game you probably will never buy and half of you will not play. Like the, I'm sorry, internet, these developers don't owe you shit because you're not the audience. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I'm a little less worried about all that. I I feel like I'm almost pressuring you into a decision I've already made, which is I feel like I want to play Primal. I feel like it's the next evolutionary step and then I'll just Mm -hmm. hop over five, play six, and then eventually get back to five. I I love Primal, as you know. I played a lot of it. You did. It's got FPS boost on the Series X, so it, it runs know. at 60 frames a second. I'd play Primal just if you'd never played it before, because it's just different. I've never, was, uh, I've, I've never played Primal. so It was fun. I thought the characters were good in it. Yeah, it'll be a good get, getting back to, to basics. So I'll try to play through that in between games because I always have like some – because you don't want to play the same game every day, right? So I always have something right. I kind of rotate in. And I got to be honest with you, I VR is not always – VR is a thing. Like when I want to play VR, it's like I prep for it. The same way where like – yeah, so I need something that's like if I'm just playing Mass Effect for like 20 minutes and I'm like, you know, I'm just not feeling this today. I need to mm-hmm. switch to something else. It's good to have like Primal installed. I've been doing Titanfall 2 – and for mm-hmm. some reason, I'm like, eh, this is such a just like Titanfall 2 is good. But like it's the middle of a campaign I started years ago. And I'm like, I'm just I need to just come back through and play through this at some point. But I don't feel like mm-hmm. doing it now. So I'm going to do Far Cry Primal. Yeah, it's fun. So. All right, cool. All right. Well, until next week, then. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Later. Later.